by the way, this is coming to you from the future. We because we forgot to talk about this, and now we're inserting it earlier. Whatever, everything's fine. Uh, if you're in Chicago, or even if you're not, and just want to travel here, um, we are doing a live show at the Oasis in Rogers Park in Chicago, which is Sheridan and Pratt six eight zero nine something. Like I that. think it's like sixty nine oh eight six or whatever Sorry. Sheridan and Pratt. Sheridan and Pratt, the Oasis um, at noon yes noon on, on saturday february 22nd well we'll be talking about our hopes for the season and some other outlandery things and you should come join us and it'll be really fun and that's it that's bye. it bye it was somebody the person who wrote that is fucking like t-pain or something crazy like that wrote the i'm loving it commercial really and he does like he Something in the contract, it just like wasn't worded correctly, so he's no longer making money off it. Like he Bullshit. wrote it in his I am not right. loving However, it. However, he also wrote, boom, 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 we have the meats. <laughs> and he's Arby's? making money off that one. Yeah. T Pain, a Renaissance man. T Pain, God, I think it was T Pain. We may have to do All a right, correction. We might have to look that up. But you already started recording. Whatevs. Um, Oh, thank you, because I didn't have anything. This time, all I have is this. I got my, got my, my husband's really gotten into cocktails, y'all, so there's probably going to be a little bit more of that and a little bit less beer for oh, me. Man, this coffee, cream, non-alcoholic stout is delicious. Cool. I it may not be it. as good as my swamp water. That's what we're going to call this. Well, we didn't come up with a bit. I feel like I'm kind of hot. Um, we didn't come up with a bit because we were too busy making sure our camera angles were right. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, so... Uh, space, the, the final, final frontier. frontier. I don't know. I I'm, just, actually, <laughs> I'm actually doing a talk on the uh, on, in April. I got chosen by DePaul uh, by their alumni university to give a kind of TEDx style kind of talk. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to talk about where the space industry is at right now as far as commercialization goes and how we might inter- engage with it as to, as individuals. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, That's neat. It's, I'm very excited about it, and I'm super nervous because I. I, I talk in front of people often, but not about space and not in this way. So mm. I'm, I'm really quite nervous that I'm going to say something stupid. I bet it's the first stupid. of many. I agree with that, actually. Uh, Thank you. Um, Neil says you're going to be great. Oh, it's going to be right. fun. All right. So um, I, I know that Julie and I are thinking the same thing. So I'm just going to say it on, for both of us because you mm. weren't here for this, Janine. So no. you wouldn't know. Mm. And then this way, we have a good starting point. Um, you. Y'all missed several minutes of banter about space and T-Pain. Um, <laughs> but I know we're thinking the same thing, so I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, stars, stop making the cast of Outlander say the word Droughtlander 2020 yes. challenge. Oh. <laughs> I got to mute my computer. Hold Is that, on. Wait, what the, what the they, fuck? There was a, before what? the episode, there was like Poor a... Sam Yuan was like, Droughtlander. Oh, it's like especially Christ. over. It's Fucking just him hell. and he's like, thank you so much. We're going to release this something, something to get you through your Droughtlander. And it's like... Fucking hell. No, please stop making people Don't use ma- that word. It's, 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 I use it because it bugs you guys. It really <laughs> does piss me off. It's not a good portmanteau. I get it. I get it. It's like, I understand. But it feels gross in my mouth. It just when I say it, it feels like a turd is coming out of my mouth. But it's over. You know what? We don't have to say that word. The... um. The moist of television related portmanteau. The moist of television. <laughs> we don't have to say that word for at least like thirteen weeks. Mm. That's good news. But we, you know, though, you know, I'm a realist. And well, well, we need to come up. We with, will have to say it again. We're gonna have to come up with a with a 
with a valid alternative. Like, um, the thing is, it, it sucks, but it's catchy. It is catchy. So I don't. But it's know. only catchy because it's easy it, and terrible. Like, do you think people think it's as gross as we do, or do you think we're the only ones? What if we could do like out of content lander? No, no. <laughs> I'm not here for too wor- much. Too I'm much. I'm not here for words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to put our considerable gray matter to use on this, and just like let it roll around in our mind grapes for a while. This might be a little bit like uh, the paisley. Not Paisley. Paisley granoli. granoli. Yeah, we granoli. didn't even come up with that. Kevin came. Up I know. With that's that. what. This is what I was going to say. We're going to be all it's gonna season. Be a We're going to be trying to come up with an alternative <laughs> to Droughtlander, and then fucking Kevin and Neil are going to run in here, and they're going to be like, mm, "Droughtlander spell," and we'll be like, "Some kind of like," <laughs> yeah. and then I'm just going to want to die. Welcome to Podlander Dreamcast <laughs> and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. Uh, and we are uh, pretty, for all of our grumpy beginning, pretty excited to be talking about Outlander again. I know. it's We got the band back together. It's uh, great. It's, it's nice. Great. We didn't have to invent a reason to do this. We're, no. we're not talking about 21 seconds of footage. Yeah. It's great. We're not talking about logs. although important development. Did you see this in the no. Slack? No. They released another ambient sounds video and it's like the stream in Fraser's Ridge. Nice. Okay. And there's no music, it's just noise. Fuck and it's yeah. just a stream and like birds and shit. Yeah, it's very nice. Ooh, that yeah. sounds nice. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll find it. No, we, do need to, we do need to do the Yule log thing. That's going to be something we're going to keep continuing. The mystery. Oh, yeah. The mystery. Oh, we're going to oh, make yeah. that happen. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we should maybe set some goals for that. We mm-hmm. should. And decide like, where do we start? Do we start with characters? Do we start with the plot? Okay. It, once again, roll it around in your mind. That'll be, yeah. that'll be after yeah. after we cut. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. we want this yeah. to be a treat for all of you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here we are. Season five, episode one. First of all, who knew we'd all still be here? Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. We've been doing this for four years. Well, and also, you know, the the world could end at any fucking moment. It's true. And you know, that asteroid did unfortunately miss us this week, (laughs) but whatever. The one with the moon, the satellite? Yeah. yeah. There's always one. Yeah, I know. I'm just really waiting for the big one, though. I don't. Let's go. Let's keep going. (laughs) going. All right. So season five of Outlander, episode one. And I guess it was called The Fiery Cross. It was called The Fiery Cross. My, which is also the name of the book. Um, The book. one of my very favorite jokes to do, and I did it like four times in this episode, is when you're watching something and there's the thing that is the title is also in it, then you lean over to the person next to you and go, that's the fiery cross. <laughs> she, did it, she did it a lot. I did it a lot. Uh, however, I'm going to use this as, a, as an opportunity to encourage you to see my very favorite movie of 2019, which is also, I think, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, which is going to be in theaters. In, I think it's in New York and L.A. this weekend, and then it expands its run next weekend. Um, go see it. It's called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, yeah. oh. And very early in the movie, when I was watching it, I was already crying. And I, I was sitting with my friend Dominic, who is also a film critic. And I leaned over to him while I was crying and I went, That's the portrait of the <laughs> And it made me so happy. Um, it's it's great. It also works. Um, those are the little women that worked really yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's the Joker. It's great. Oh. It's great. It's less good when it's characters, but really, because really, we could be saying that's the Outlander every time that mm. Claire's on screen. Although now they're all Outlanders. Yes, because and they're yet, all in America. None of them are Outlanders. What? They're no landers. What? You just blew They're my mind. Our landers. Oh! oh! Boom! Yeah! Nailed it. Um, okay. Are you enjoying the show, guys? <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like. It's kind of boring visually. I know that it sounds awesome, but it's just really us sitting here being ding dongs. 
Okay, so let's get into it. We, we haven't. We should tell everybody for like the first bit of this. This is the beginning of the, the end of the live stream from our, yeah. our Patreon viewers. We yes. haven't really said that on the recording for our non-Patreon. That's good. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if you're wondering why I keep talking about our camera <laughs> angles, it's because right now we are also live streaming the podcast through Crowdcast, and our um, Patreon supporters our, are watching. Yeah, that. Our Patreon subscribers have access to that. So, so. sorry to the rest of you. Sorry to, to you, McGillicuddy. <laughs> Um, so, and that's all Patreon subscribers. So if you want to watch us do this in real time, you know, it's fun, but also weirdly boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you can subscribe on Patreon for a, for a dollar, for a, oh yeah, for a for humble a do- dollar. For a dollar you can get the live streams. Oh yeah. Cool. I do these for everybody. You know what? That's good because yeah. that's a, that's a great investment to watch us sit around my dining room table and <laughs> well, shoot the so, shit. I mean, if nothing else, you get to sort of chat with the, cause we also, oh, yeah. it's, so it's the tail end of us watching the episode, which I think is probably slightly more entertaining because we are both, um, expressive people, visible watchers. It will we never be as good as somebody, maybe it react. was Tanner Cole, maybe it was Mary from Canada. I don't remember who somebody, whoever you are, please tell me, I'm sorry that I'm not remembering who did this, made a gif of us giving a standing ovation. Oh, to it was the touchdown. And I think it was, or it was, it was oral definitely sex. And we all sex. just stood up and gave it the <laughs> touchdown. And somebody made a gif of it. I don't know that we'll ever top that, but I do think that watching those is pretty entertaining. And this time we're just kind of letting it play out while we're recording. So you can see how nice our cocktails look as well as hear the ice sound. All right, yeah. here we go. Eh. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. We should right. do this, yeah. Uh, stretch it out, you guys. It's been a while. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about this episode because okay. I just caught the end. Oh, he came for the ending. Which I cried, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But like, goodness. So we open, weirdly this time, because it doesn't usually happen with an actual, as Allison said, a legitimate cold open. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No credits, no nothing. And it's the scene that you were with us when we watched the scene of Murtaugh talking to baby Jamie. Oh yeah. After Ellen's terrible death. Baby yeah, wig. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Terrible baby terrible wig. Terrible. That was yeah. on my drunk up card. <laughs> Not baby wig, but just terrible wig. We got some great wigs and some terrible wigs. Mm-hmm. So, I got drunko by the way. Julie did I, I was only one square short. I got drunko. I should have brought this, the paper in here so I could tell you all the things that were on it. Um, Although one, it had to, I had to interpret it somewhat generously anyway. So Murtaugh and baby Jamie basically is Murtaugh saying, hey, I love oh. your mom and I'm going to love you forever. So, you know, be cool. Oh, and then, my oath. and oh. we did talk a little bit about oh. the digital de-aging. Oh, yeah. The so little. they put a little bit of a digital face mask on old Murtaugh. I'm sure Murtaugh. he was also wearing a lot of makeup, too. So to make him look just a little bit younger. Could you see it? Did you you could you could feel it. It was. It wasn't as bad as Allison said. It wasn't as bad it as Robert like the, De Niro Irishman, the Irishman, Irishman filter was on one instead of twenty <laughs> instead of forty thousand. Yeah. Let's seen be that real. Yet, but like I was curious. About yes. That too. No. It's not good. It's terrible. Oh. It's a very good movie with um not so and like <laughs> t- it, it is more impressive than it has any right to be. But that does not make it good. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. So maybe back up a bit on the digital de-aging, but I understand why they did it. It wasn't too bad. And I don't think that it legitimately called for me to mark off my green screen fuckery card. <laughs> we I did get green screen though. Yeah, but I, di- I didn't mark it out for that. So it was Murtaugh being like badass and saying, I love you. I'm always going to be here for you. This is my vow. To like five-year-old, very confused, redheaded kid who just lost his mom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which um, the, fr- the big scene where we see that particular oath talked about is... Um, in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, after Claire and um, Mary mm-hmm. Hawkins mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get attacked, 
And Murtaugh's like, I fucked up, man. I fucked up. I made you this vow and I fucked up and I will find them and kill them. And Jamie's like, yes, you will. <laughs> Get on it. Yes, you will. Let's talk more do. Um, and it, it was a very good scene. Um, but it, here we just see um, good old, our pal, Duncan LaCroix. Um, and who doesn't know us, but we know him. Allison and I both think that Murtaugh oh, will yeah, die he's this toast. season. I, I think of it this way. When you watch a movie and the first scene is like a, some, you're like, what, what is this? Look at this rose colored view of the past. Somebody mm-hmm. in that scene is There's dying. a filter on it. Yeah. Or there's a, <laughs> like, that's the central conflict or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those, it's a, if it's a see, a tone setting scene for the entire season, then he is, I think he's toast. Well, Murtaugh's on the way Even out. with what I saw, like the, there seems to be a huge thing about uh family and name and like, like chosen family. It seems mm-hmm. to be a lot of that. So that rings true and sad in yeah. my brain. Yeah. Oh, so we're we'll just going to bite lesson. it and it's going to be a very drunk I hope episode. I'm I hope I'm wrong. Oh no, he's he's going to die because they've they've managed to keep the character alive longer than they did in the books and now yeah. they've just got to find a way to You know, get if that happens, if they kill Marta, I'm going to be so drunk and so sad. We're going to have to go back to the Oasis. Mhm. Which, do not let me forget to talk about the live show. We won't do Shamed. it now. But yeah. um we're going to have to go back to the Oasis and have like like a proper Irish wake, even though he's not Irish, but we're going to have to like invite everybody. We'll and have like poster boards of his we'll face. We'll record certainly <laughs> like we'll do some recording, but mostly it will just be an open call for outlander fans to show up and mourn. I'm putting, I'm writing a fucking note. About Write that, that down. That's a good idea. So uh, Janine is writing on his space tablet. We are reminded. <laughs> we are reminded. Is that like a Mr. Mustache thing? Like the little pieces of iron coming together? Yeah, it's like, a li- yeah, it is. It's it's a little no, Mr. Mustache. It's like a yeah, but it's like electronic ink and like you can draw and like you can, it actually has like I don't I don't want to do this on on the mic. No, that's cool. That's I love cool. it. It's really awesome. It looks. I cool. love it. It's a great note. I've been journaling because of it. Nice. I've been talking about Jasper in this. I can't oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Janine's getting okay, a cat. Okay, you guys, you guys, you guys, Jean's circle up, circle We're going up. Back. Can't wait. Sorry. So Pebbles wake later. We have to remember that this entire season opens with that reminder of his oath. Oh god! Right, and then we have the new credits. Let's discuss the new credits. I didn't like the music, I'm, and I know that you have problems too. There, there are things about it I liked. It's first of all, it sounds very pretty. Always, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty. Um, but I spent, you know, the first. Mm, minus, I guess, from when I was like three until I was three, from when I was three on, uh, my entire life singing in choirs, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Until I was in my junior year of college, I sang in a choir. Um, And it hit every choir cliche in the book. I'm going to see if Kate Kolzik will pop on Crowdcast or something else to just talk to me about the new opening theme. Our friend of the show, Kate Coulson, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, our resident musical expert and all around good egg, um, who also loves the show and who has filled in for Julie in the past. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, cause it was like mountains of rain, mountains of rain, it's <laughs> like that. I was like, no. And then there was song like that. It's just Big like, swell. No. Yep. Um, we did see our new animal. Yeah, R.I.P. Credits, credits Deer live forever, but well, you now know it's what? Credit Buffalo. It's, it's like Buffalo. sometimes Buffalo. you get Buffalo. so Buffalo. America. Yeah. You like outgrow the but show you're the on, and you hope Whatever. you hope that 
they're going to stick with the property anyway, but they've just sort of gotten too famous for the show they're on. That's I'm not naming names, but not, credits, not dear. Naming names. Why not credits Moose? That makes more sense for the East no, Coast. No, not really. Not for North Carolina. That's too far south. Why, Buffalo? It should be credits man in a bear suit. That's fair. <laughs> hey, Siri, Google North Carolina Buffalo history. No. They, Wait. Here's what I found. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Bison in North Carolina. That's a thing? Guess you go. American bison. Mammals well, you of North know, Carolina. You know there was that whole time Buffalo where people were City, just North Carolina. shooting them from trains. Yeah, but that's but that's because of the American West thing. But I think it was everywhere. Oh. I think Buffalo were everywhere we're and then just we just horrible. fucking destroyed them. Jesus, that's yeah. white It's people. just that we're monsters. White people. <sighs> okay. Um, Gosh. So we're mixed on the new theme. It's fine. I did like the addition of the buffalo. Some pretty I know what shots going in it, though. For. The yeah. thing, it's very melancholy, the shots at the beginning where it's all you're just seeing their backs. Mm-hmm. That was cool. At one I point, think I leaned over and went, that's the fiery cross. <laughs> I think that they're trying to do the thing where we're taking the focus of the romantic relationship of Jamie and Claire and kind of starting to move it towards Roger and Bree ish is what it feels like. I know, but it feels, it feels like, Oh, those are old people now. (laughs) Let's get to the young hot boners. (laughs) So it's just a little, little, like a, like a, I think it's just, there's, there's a very interesting piece that I'll share somewhere that, um, my friend Megan O'Keefe, who's with, uh, decider, wrote um about how outlander's priorities have changed how it's still about it still prioritizes female fantasies but those fantasies are no longer predominantly sexual which i think is interesting there's a lot of like bummer nancy nancy myers style (laughs) kitchen porn there is more there's a like like a thriving marriage right there like there are good things they're just not all fucking things i know but but there is i mean again there is a boning montage there was a boning montage it still didn't I mean, we saw some butt. We, we saw did, some. We, like, we saw some the fucking cross feet, hooked Ooh. ankles, Ooh. hooked yeah. ankles around Sexy. Roger's butt. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a. I'm gonna try to take your boots off, and it's not gonna work, and I'm gonna fall. That like, shit was hilarious. <laughs> I've been there. It was fun, and then the baby was crying. And all right, we'll get there though. So credits end, and then it's the title card is. Bree getting her wedding dress like patted down by her mom. Like, let me fix your kerchief. Yeah, this isn't right. Turn around. Let me touch your butt, Peplum. Like, boom, boom, boom. And then the episode starts. I'm going to pull up a picture. Keep talking, Julie. I I saw it on the uh, the last thing. And then the right. The first scene. The first scene of the actual episode is the scene that we've already seen, which is Jamie shaving Roger. Yeah. Remember that yeah, scene? Yeah, yeah. That scene? So it's is, just, scene we've talked about chilling. it at length. It's fucking great. It's hilarious. It was good then, too. Fine. Fuck We're yeah. moving on. Awesome. Um, and then <laughs> it cuts to a room where Brianna is wearing her wedding dress and Claire's like down at the bottom r- ripping a little bit of thread out. And I turned to Allison and I was like, are we supposed to believe that Claire sewed this entire dress? Because if we remember the bat suit, she's yeah. not very good. But she has had a lot of time with nothing to do but fucking sew. <laughs> not only human flesh, but also <laughs> yeah. flaxen and cotton. I suspect that maybe, like if we were trying to 
ask somebody who worked on the show how the dress got made within the world of the show. They would say like, oh, well, it was a group effort and Claire and the ladies of the ridge there all got together. There was a really together. good embroiderist. And, they, and then they went, they did that hot part. piss clean, <laughs> right? And then they like washed it in somebody's hot piss and then they stitched it also with hot piss. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was great. So she's got this beautiful dress hot and we're like, piss did, did Claire make this? Question mark. It's very pretty. Um, and then what what are the ladies talking about in that? They're talking about Jamie somehow, right? Like, they're talking about Jamie and they're talking about Roger and they're talking about... Um, it's not the the white satin and orange blossom I imagined, right. which I have to say sounds terrible. And really ugly. But also like, very 60s. Like I'm, I can just sort of see all the flouncy... Anytime I look at wedding dresses and Janine, this part of the conversation may not be for you. Anytime I look at shit that's marketed towards women for wedding dresses, and I think about back in the eighties, what that shit used to look like. Oh, the fucking like. I shudder. <laughs> I yeah. shudder. Like, what was that? Why? How? For who? They were terrible, and I still think that they're. I mean, based on your taste, I guess that that shit still kind of exists. But like the big poofy, like why? I think it like this one's good shape. Has changed, but yes. people still like big. I mean, Elisa's wedding dress had big oh, shape. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It just wasn't the same. Oh my kind god, of big shape. you had to leave before the after party. This is a glimpse into our friendship. But we went to our friend's wedding, and it was great. When she showed up at that fucking bar, costume change. She had a cape, a <gasps> white oh. cape, <laughs> a white cape that her sleeves went through and had changed to a t-length white dress. Fucking. Elise. It was good. It was so good. I looked at it and I stood up and clapped and I'd lost my voice that day. And I was like, Elise, you look fucking great. <laughs> she went all golem on it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, Patty, the wedding dress looks good. But did Claire make it? That's our question mark. I'm I'm guessing it was a group effort. And then is this where we flash to Jamie in the room, like nervously, father of the bride, trying to put all the shit together? Allow me to, to speak to myself conveniently. Yeah, I'm just going to say this out loud. <laughs> something new. Ugh. And that's the, it's the okay. whiskey. So apparently at some point, Brianna was like, hey, dad, just so you know, I'm going to need <laughs> something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. And I think he must have like stolen the flower from somewhere else because they don't explain why the flower is borrowed. Maybe he, maybe he borrowed it from mother nature or from Claire's, um, herbarium. Maybe. Yeah. It's actually, that was actually like a, it's used to make, not penicillin because that's mold, but some mm-hmm. drug. Uh, it's an opiate of some yeah, kind. It's some kind anyway. of fucking valerian root um, shit. Yeah, some shit. Um, uh, willow bark tea. Um, so he pulls up the something old, which is the, the pearls, pearls, which Questions. I think have changed. I think the pearls have changed like because a, a remember movie. back at the first wedding at Claimy and Jairs. Shit, I've only had two cocktails. You know what? There's an extended sequence that it's like, maybe it was like Daphne did that just for us. There is an extended sequence in that involves drunk people doing tongue twisters in this episode. It's one of the best scenes in the episode. Oh, it's coming. It's good. But so that was Julie just, just failed. Yeah. So now she'd have to drink claimy very Jer- bad um, whiskey out yeah. of a cup. Um, Claire. Um, so you remember their wedding? Apples. Then they have the hot sex afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we made you watch repeatedly. Yes. Do you remember you. the long strand of pearls boning? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> yes, those were Jamie's mother's 
pearls that he gave to Claire on their wedding day. Yeah. Now, Jamie is giving, but that also raises a question. Yeah, we are correct. Wouldn't Claire give them, wouldn't it be Claire? Oh, she already did it. Yeah, but I mean, they're her pearls, but look at, it's one long strand. It's not Mm -hmm. doubled like that. It's a different necklace. But does that, does that strand no longer exist in time? No, she, she brought gave them it. back. Okay, so he changed it for her. He made it into a different so necklace. I wonder if maybe Murta changed the with his the blacksmithing. Yeah. yeah, because in the Jamie and Claire wedding, it was the one long strand, yeah, right? Yeah. And then this time it's doubled up and has a clasp. Has a clasp. Oh. So I wonder if maybe mm. they like took out a chunk to sell them. And so it had to be shorter to, so they to fucking it. finance the enormous palace the, that they live in now the that house. got built in 30 seconds. The big house. And they built it in 30 seconds. Damn. Uh, it just appeared uh, is what there's I'm saying. A, Additive mm, printing. We're going to, we're going to talk <laughs> about the big house in the, in the books section at the end. Okay. Okay. That's when all right. All right. The then house. we'll save it. Okay. So he gives her the pearls. Allison and I are like, a scandalo. Are those the same? They and now different. we have discovered. So that's that they the something are. old because okay. his mom's pearls. The something and new. And then he does something with his silver sixpence for your shoe. For your Did shoe. he just make up that rhyme? Well, or? first, because he has a conversation with Claire, and no, I think that's a like a tradition. Okay. So, um, so his something new is uh, whiskey. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's not. He it's goes. Not aged. He does this. Hold on. Something new. <laughs> <laughs> New. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it is too brown to be new whiskey. Yeah. Um, but hold on, hold on one more time. <laughs> new. Something new. Um, and then something borrowed and it's medicine flowers. Yeah. And something blue. And they're same. the same thing. Lazy. Jane. Lazy. <laughs> it should be two separate things. Can You know what? The sixpence can be borrowed. They borrowed go. it from Murta. Right. Okay. Ah. So, so Claire comes in and they have a conversation like, "Oh, I didn't want to give her away so soon." There's a lot of patriarchal the, bullshit, and in there's this episode, also but. a whole lot of questioning of Roger's worthiness. Yes. Like mm. Jamie still has reservations. Re Roger, <laughs> are we doing the right thing? He should have come right back. I don't know. And Claire's like, "He traveled through time, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie's like, "Hmm, never thought of it that way." <laughs> okay. Um. There's a, the Roger Jamie arc in this episode is really good. I will say, and this isn't in the books thing, but it's the last book. So I'm not going to stick it at the end of the episode. So when Roger comes back in the previous book, he shows up at the big house and like walks in and looks at everybody and doesn't say anything and walks right over to the baby and slices open his finger and puts it Ah. on his head. He's like, I claim you as my own, this, and then everything else happens, right? Like it is the first thing he does Baby claim goes first. He doesn't get married first, baby claim. No, he doesn't speak to anyone. He comes in. But he does do the thing where he waits to come back. Yes. Yes, okay. In in the books, Jamie gives him a... uh, a job essentially no i'm confusing things that's that comes later um never mind pretend i didn't say that because uh, that could maybe get diddly, things away diddly, it's fine. Diddly, diddly. Um, yes he goes and wanders around and goes all the way to new america dick rocks and then comes back and when he shows up he this is a scene that happens later in the episode um, cuts his finger yeah and wipes it on the baby's forehead and says Simba. i claim you jeremiah <laughs> mckenzie i claim you as my own 
blood of my blood and bone of my bone and blah da 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 done and then <laughs> uh, and it's this nice moment. However, because in the book it's like the it makes clear that the thing that he was weighing is not whether or not he, he loves, loves Brianna. Brianna. It's what it was going to be like. Can you accept that it may not be raise this kid who might be somebody else's kid mm. and what that means. And I had never, I, I obviously I had thought about the parallels to Frank, but I think this was the first time where I really like, do you, obviously Brianna has to have that too, right? That knowledge of like, he's having to make this decision. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so the, what I'm saying is, it makes sense to me that in the show, Jamie has this hesitation because Roger took his time to figure out whether or not to come back to Brianna. And when he came back, it was all about that relationship and not about the baby. Mm. I will say that uh, Frank only had to go beat some shit up in a shed. <laughs> well, and then came back and was like, let's do this, yep. but you're never going to talk about him again. Which is kind of rough. It is, but then that scene in the hospital. But he loves, he loved that kid. You know what? Tobias Menzies. Tobias Menzies. We miss you, bro. bro. We miss you, bro. You did great on the crown. I really liked you in it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we finally decide that Roger is worthy. We haven't even gotten to the wedding yet. Yeah. So, But the scene, it's the one we watch where he's being shaved, yeah, and yeah. there's an undercurrent of, like, how can I be useful? My favorite moment in it is that he was like, I was thinking about adding a loft, and Jamie's like, like mm, I just built this entire are house. You? <laughs> are you thinking about adding how a loft? How do you know? Because it sure sounds like you're thinking about me adding a loft. <laughs> well, because he goes, and then he, he says it, and then you see that he has that moment of, like, oh, uh, it's um, a poor Bri- craftsman who blames his tools for no. his lack of skills. Brianna drew me up some oh, plans. Yeah. Brianna drew me up some plans because yeah. he says that, and Jamie's like, mm hmm. So, it's going to be me. Sure sounds like I'm going to be building you why don't you? Why don't you let me teach you? No, let me shave you. So they get married. It's great. Uh, everybody's there. It is the social event of the season. Everyone is on Fraser's Ridge. We've got Coinface. We've got Governor Tryon. We've got Jocasta and Ulysses together as mm-hmm. the dynamic duo. We've got fucking Fergus, his whole family. We've got Granoli. Granoli, all we've their kids. We've got John Quincy Myers. Ooh, he shows up in a cameo. And then we've got Fergus looking motherfucker that's not Fergus. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, I'm not sure. There's all we also There's a lot of based people. on the credits also have Mr. and Mrs. Bug, two characters that are important in the books, mm-hmm. um, have a like a pretty significant plotline all their own. Mrs. Bug also has an adversarial relationship with my favorite character we never spend any time with, the White Sow. Oh, so yeah. uh, we'll see how much of um, Mr. and Mrs. Bug we get. The only shade that we get during the wedding because it's lovely and beautiful is that Jamie's like should have been a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. So he's got a little bit of like... Which will come back. But no, the wedding no. is also tense because, the, first of all, there's a completely unnecessary staircase. They um, come <laughs> yes. down a beautiful but totally unnecessary staircase. It's a hill. They all know how to climb hills. <laughs> that staircase isn't helping anyone. Sure seems like that timber could have been used to build a fucking effective pen for the white sow. <laughs> 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 As opposed to just burrowing under the house all the time. 
Anyway, Patty, they're coming down the stairs, and as they're walking down the aisle, they see the, the Ooh, Fergus Governor clan, Tryon and, and then fucking Governor crashed Tryon the wedding. He was not invited. And oh. Sam Huon does a very good job in this episode. And when he sees Governor Tryon, he's like, huh, oh, God, have to smile, have to smile. Why is he here? I'm so confused. But also, I'm smiling because... I have to, because, man, he gave me my land, but also he told me to hunt my godfather. Oh, my God, this is very complicated. I'm going <laughs> to capture all of that in a smile. Oh. He did yes. a very good job. He did do a good job. But try and definitely fucking Owen Wilson this wedding. He wedding crashed it. Motherfucker. Fucking asshole. We'll he get Vince back to Vaughned that later. It. He Vince Vaughned it. You're right. You're right. He is more of a Vince Vaughn than definitely, Owen Wilson. Because Owen Wilson. Charming. Sensitive. Mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn. Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so... The wedding happens. It's lovely. There's a terrible. Let's flash back to oh, our wedding. Man, no. Oh wait, this I actually wrote the, this down. As, as long, long as we both shall live. And that was not. I want you to know that was not Julie and I recounting a line at the same time. That was I'm Claire and she's Jamie. Ready? As long as we both oh, shall live. Fuck? While they're sitting there watching their daughter get married. It was so bad. What? Like it happened and I was like, oh, shut up. That's very so, cheesy. That's so gross. But they, you know, they show uh, Marsley and been, Fergus looking at each other and that's nice. It could have been completely nonverbal. They're it good It could have been silent. It could have been like actors. he reached out to grab her hand. That would have been or really something. nice. Right. As opposed to we Crazy. say it at the same time they say it. Like as long as we both shall shut fucking cheesy. Fuck that bullshit. It was terrible. This fucking moment where it's like, come hey, on, guys. That. One, two, three. As, as long as we both shall live. Fuck you. No, no, it was terrible. <laughs> Although, and you know what? If they were really gonna have like a man, that's the moment when we pledged our lives to each other. It shouldn't be the wedding. It should be the fucking finger bang by the fire. It should be mm-hmm. like, I've told you all of my secrets I, and I'm you're a time still traveler, here. And you're still around. And you're still here. That should be the moment they remember. Yeah. That for and, and I, another thing. Oh. Claire, they talk Taking about it. Away. No, they talk about it in the show. <laughs> Found a new thing to throw. <laughs> they talk about it in the show and in the book. Claire gets wasted before the wedding she has to go through with because otherwise she's going to get fucking hunted down by Blackjack Randall. A reminder, that is why Claire gets married because she is forced to because otherwise she's definitely going to die. Mm-hmm. That is why Claire gets married. Not because she loves Jamie, because she has to. Mm. Allison, while we were watching it, goes, remember that she was drunk? She was drunk. <laughs> she got wasted and they talk about it in you the see episode her at one point that in the draft. she barely remembers the wedding while they're like talking about their day and sort of working up to the point where they're going to bone. Right. She's like, I barely remember. And he says, why? And she holds up a little whiskey glass and Katrina Balfe's really good. And like, it looks like she's drunk. She does not remember. So I mean, I granted she knows the lines. Like she knows that at one point she said, as long as we both shall live, whatever. I, I'm fine with that. But Claire doesn't remember that wedding. No, she didn't, she didn't remember it then. I don't remember my Uber ride Friday night. Like it's like that. <laughs> What are you doing on Friday night? Oh, I went over to a friend's house. We uh, made Valentine's for each other and played Cards Against Humanity and drank a lot of wine. It was a delight. I went to the... (laughs) Oh, my God. NBA Legends All-Star Party. That's so awesome. For the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Tom told us all about it, like being kind of mad that he couldn't recognize some retired players. Like, I don't know who that is. But kept being like, just go say hi. He's like, no, no. I'm so glad you got to do that. Anyway, Patty, Mm. let's get back. I graded papers for Valentine's Day. Mm. 
It's how many I don't do Valentine's Day. I don't this do just Valentine's. happens happened to be a thing that happened on that day. Sounds like a nice day. People do things on people. Yeah, people go <laughs> on dates. Branded spirits party. So also, I had to do a lot of like. I like that. Hi, yes, thank you, publicist. Let's discuss <laughs> singlet- Singleton, a new single malt. Singleton for single people. Ooh, Ooh. May I recommend that if you do ever have plans on Valentine's Day, please don't go to a restaurant. Never. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I want to go on a stroll on the beach. Perfect. You're the best. All right. Anyway, Patty, as I said, let's move on. So. Jasper. <laughs> I don't know that we. Janine is getting a cat named Jasper. Yes. So listeners of. <laughs> listeners of a show in the future, Janine's Corner. <laughs> Or whatever we decide to call it. We'll hear more about Jasper later, but Janine is adopting a cat. Anyway. Um, So the wedding happens. It's lovely. (laughs) That's when we see the governor trying is there. And then he's trying to fuck with Jamie. (laughs) Like, hey, uh, you've been writing me these letters. They're kind of boring. I need some more content. I need something more spicy. Like you caught a certain person. There are too many twists and turns. I prefer it when a villain is caught. And Jamie's like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You, you crashed my daughter's mm-hmm. wedding to be a dick then? Okay, mm-hmm. go. Cool. So trying is <laughs> trying it as he always is. And then Jacasta uh, talks to, is it Brianna? Where she says, you're wed at last. <laughs> yeah. So fucking very true. funny. That. Jacasta is like super shady. She's so good in this episode because she has yeah. all the little like boop. Yeah, poison she's darts. Got a couple of really good. She knows ones. how to plant some uh, solid. Oh, baby there's trees. there's an incredible scene coming later oh, where yeah? it's nothing but her sewing an acre of baby trees. <laughs> well, and what it is is you think it's a baby tree, and then you realize you've been in the shade this whole time. Uh, shade Inception. <laughs> it's great. Um, so she walks up and says, um, "You're wed at last." At last. And everyone's like, and then mm. says, "Would your husband?" She does not ask Roger. They're sitting together. She says to Brianna, "Would your husband be so good as to visit me in my pavilion before I leave?" She has a beautiful tent. We'll get there. Jocasta we'll likes glamping. She likes cool. to keep it real fancy. She has this like breezy linen, azure, like beautiful. There is crystal and glass and like pretty furniture. And fucking Ulysses is going to buy her, get her the best chickens. Fuck like, yeah. yeah, she's picking out her own breakfast. And by that, she means uh, she's identifying the bird that's going to be killed for her to feast upon. Could, could you imagine traveling to someone's house or like, you know, getting on an airplane and bringing all your glamping materials? like stuff with you mm-hmm. and being like pitching a tent in front of me. There were lots of tents. I like that. Because all the people that are on Fraser's Ridge right now are living in tents. I love that. It's intense. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to make that joke for Neil. I had to make that joke for Neil. Like, <laughs> I apologize and um, I'm very sad that I did it. Julie's off the show now. This is uh, <laughs> now Outlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast Goodbye. minus Julie. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're hitched. And then Roger says, when we go back, and I thought that that was a big thing. Yeah. And you see, and, and then because it's not addressed like, for the rest of the episode. Mm, so Roger definitely has plans of going back to when the future. We, when we go back, maybe we can do this again and I'll be more prepared. Talking about the For wedding. the wedding. Mm, yeah. Mm. And really, Bree's like, mm, yeah. Mm. Um, there's also, and I think we skipped this part, there's a moment when Jermaine who is Fergus's kid and is now like a four-year-old or some shit, mm-hmm. um, comes running up. It's like, Uncle Roger, Uncle Roger. And he asks him a question. He goes, oui, because French. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, Roger like ruffles his hair, his hair, right? And the, and the kid goes, 
don't touch my hair. Oui. Um, <laughs> don't touch my hair. I'm trying to do both at once. It's yeah. not working. Uh, and he says, why not? And he says, because you've got text. And Roger's like, what do you what? mean I have text? He says, grandpere. There we go. Grandpere says, yes. you have hair text. He says, all Protestants are hair. Or Presbyterians? Presbyterians, I think. Are Hair text. So Jamie is <laughs> planting his Catholic seed all over uh, this land. And this little kid is like, don't touch me, you got ticks. Isn't that funny? And it's then, very funny. And then he says to Brianna, like, would you, you, your dad thinks I'm a heretic. She's like, it's not just you. It's all it's Protestants. All Protestants, <laughs> Presbyterians, whichever the fuck it is. She says Protestants. I think the kid oh, says Presbyterians. Ticks. Yeah. Ticks. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that funny? I love that. Okay, and oh. then... The wedding happens. Everybody is partying. It is a summer jam. Like there are fires everywhere. Everybody's drunk. Lots of dancing. Dancing, dancing, singing. And then maybe my favorite scene in the whole thing. No, it's your second favorite scene. You're right. You're right. Yes. There is a circle of people who are drunkenly trying to do tongue twisters. And Ah. if you can't do the tongue twister, you have to drink the shitty Fraser whiskey, (laughs) which is a punishment. It's very clear. Nobody likes it. (laughs) Um, There are two people who are very good at it. One of them is that Fergus looking motherfucker who I don't know who he is. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And then the second one is Granoli. And she's great at it. She destroys it. Fergus does not. And she says, you'd have done, you'd have fared better in French, my love. And it's great. And then she gets up and does like pheasant plucker. Well, first she does the Peter Piper thing because the other dude did Peter Piper. And they're like, no, too easy, too easy for you. John Quincy Myers, who you'll remember from uh, not having a hernia because instead they did it at the theater. Right. And instead he was just like the big burly guy who brought them into the woods and then was there for the bear fighting and mm. all of that right. shit. Right, and tra- trained uh, Wee Ian. Yeah. Like he was good buds with Wee Ian. Do you yes. remember like big guy yeah, dressed yeah, all yeah. in furs and like yeah. yeah, he looked like John Christmas yeah. or he's whatever. Very, <laughs> it was, he's very charming. I was glad he was there. The first one they do is I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Right? And the guy who goes after John Quincy Myers fails. So then he has to pick a new one, and it's Peter Piper picked a pack of pickle peppers. How many pickle peppers did Peter Piper pick? Whatever. Uh, And Fergus tries to Uh, do it. You are underselling your tongue twister um, uh, expertise. You. (laughs) Um. So Sophie, Sophie so, alert. Um, so then Marsley is, does it correctly after Fergus blows it. Uh, Marsley does it correctly. Also, when Fergus has to drink, he takes his wooden hand and tips the spoon into his mouth. Um, then That's Marsley true. has to do Peter Piper and she nails it. And then she does the pheasant plucker one. Pheasant. Uh, there was a pheasant plucker something hold on it it, it, if you fucked it up it would become pleasant fucker or unpleasant fucker like it's like that and when she starts when she starts to do it okay i got it when she starts to do it she like throws her arms out and the entire crowd shuts up (laughs) like she has a presence oh she has yeah she's nailing it and she's like i'm not a pheasant plucker i'm a pheasant plucker's son i'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes me husband is a keeper. He's a very busy man. I try to understand him and I help him all I can. That wasn't in there. But I know. But sometimes in an evening, I feel a trifle dim. All alone, I'm plucking pheasants when I'd rather pluck with him. <laughs> that, oh, that's even dirtier. Because <laughs> um, she, does, she does this whole thing. She's like, 
It's not all that pleasant. I'm not good at plucking <laughs> pheasants. At pheasant plucking, I get stuck. Though some pheasants find it pleasant, I'd rather pluck a duck. Oh, plucking geese is gorgeous. I could pluck a goose with ease, but pheasant plucking's torture because they haven't any grease. <laughs> filthy filth that is filth that is pure so it's, filth. she does a lot of like spinning around with her arms out and shit it's great lauren lyle is great um very charming but she does it and then allison and i considered maybe having a tongue twister segment on the show but i'm gonna say i already say no because no, she would kick my I ass would it's very clear that she has skills that um don't okay there goes sophie just on the computer whatever how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood if a woodchuck could chuck The only one that I can do is sif- uh, Nope, see it already fucked it up. Stanislavski's little sister was a syphilitic thistle sifter. Oh, I've never heard that one. That's good one. To sit in solemn silence on a dull dark dock in a pestilential prism of a lifelong lock, awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from it. Cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block? Is I that believe it? so. Although I guess that one isn't so much a tongue twister as like a vocal warm-up. <laughs> You got fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. <laughs> fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't very fuzzy, fuzzy Wuzzy. Yeah. No, motherfucker. I always had a really hard time with I slit the sheet, the, the sheet, sheet I slit, I slit and, and on the slitted sheet I sit. I also had a hard time with she sells seashells, seashells down the, the seashore. seashore. That the, was hard. That was hard. Big black bug with the big black bear and the big black bear blood blood. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that one. Ah, that's the only one I really know. I think. Look, this my worst nightmare is coming true. Is we're actually doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a one time thing. It, okay, was, one it time. wasn't a competition. We were just right. doing it. Maybe if we get to the end of an episode and Janine, decide, because now that oh, so this season Janine is is going back to mostly living vicariously through us and watching yeah, the show. It's fun. Uh, it's it's good. It's it's a it is a feature, return to form. It, it's a feature I miss despite the fact that I enjoy your company enough that I would happily sacrifice yes. the fun show element to just hang out and watch it. But it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh anyway, Patty. Um <laughs> maybe Janine because Janine will as a result, even if Janine were drinking an alcoholic beverage right now, would be less drunk than we are because we have been drinking since one fifteen, and yeah. he has not been drinking at all. No. Nope. Maybe at the end of an episode, you can determine whether or not we have to try to do a tongue twister. Oh. No, I refuse <laughs> because I, I know that he is a vengeful <laughs> fucker. <laughs> I. He's a vengeful pheasant plucker. Ah. Nice. Oh my god, oh. Sophie liked that one too. <laughs> Okay, you guys, we're never going to get through this episode. Never. No. I love you. They see, this is you, you, you cursed us. You said we're going to get through this really quickly. I, yes, I know. And I keep trying to bring it back, but it's, we have too many fun tangents. <laughs> so Lord John. I'm going to get a pample moose. Lord John is, it's in the door. Okay. Lord John is looking uh, real good. And but well, also, he's in the tongue twister scene and he goes, how about some Shakespeare? And I was like, boo. No. <laughs> No, Shakespeare. That's why I'm like, Lord John, I love you. I love him so much. David Barry. I love him. So he steps up. Everyone's like, boo. And then we have Jamie and Lord John. But he drinks the whiskey. He does. He does. He's a good sport. He he does drink it. He's, he's not happy about and it. it. And, it's, and it, he lifts his perfect profile and puts the new, new whiskey <laughs> right down his gullet. <laughs> and then we have Lord John and Jamie kind of walking away from the crowd, having their doodly romance moment, just friends. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. They're walking away, and obviously Lord John has something on his mind. Right. But it's still... He's got a lot on his mind. He does. I mean, let's be fair. Oh, David Barry. So that first they talk about Willie, and Willie's doing good. He's cool. in England. Let's be cool. So Jamie's son from... Yeah, Billy the, Willie. Yeah, 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 that uh, Lord John is raising. 
And then uh, Lord John's like, hey, I got to tell you something. Get over here by this fire where we're away from everyone. Guess who they're not far away from? Brianna. She snuck up on one side, so she hears this bit. She, because she was going to find Jamie because to get him to she dance. wanted to teach him the mashed potato. Oh, that's cute. It was cute. <laughs> uh, that that was, was the twist. That yeah. was a good thing about this scene, too, is that I love the stolen moments that Claire and Brianna have where they talk about future times. What's uh, happening Sophie in there? Sophie is eyeing the oven. Um, is she supposed to be eyeing oh the my oven? Oh, my God. She's a stove cat. Hold on. But what were we talking about? Okay, so uh, hold on. It's hard to know. We, have, <laughs> we, went, we went on a journey just now. We <laughs> have not gotten oh, wait, my to... my ice is already melted. Somebody else is going to have to make the noise. I got none we have not gotten Julie's to got the um, boning montage. We're just about to get there. Mm. So everybody... <laughs> Everybody's partying. Lord John. Oh, this oh, is yes. where we were. So Lord John is like, well, you know, the, the, he's talking like, I would do anything for you as a friend conversation. He's like, I, I, I hate to bring you ill tidings, but I have news. There's a thing you asked me to do. And he says, fucking bonnet, bonnet has, has been, been sighted or whatever. Yeah. And, and, um, Brianna just happens to walk up cause she's trying to get her she's dad to go to dance. Oh. And she overhears that. And then she goes into a full, oh, like PTSD flashback. Men are fucking horrible. Oh and God, she walks Jesus up, fuck. she walks up to her mom. Who's like, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. And she picks up her baby. And then Roger come over, comes over and says, would one of you want to dance? Cut a rug. Mm-hmm. And Clara's like, I think I would. And they go and dance, and it's very cute. But, but Brianna's just standing there, and then her, her baby fucking like, little baby is like patting her on the back. <laughs> oh, that baby is very has very expressive hands. That baby has good timing. Yeah, <laughs> the baby has great timing. There's at least three other moments in and this Emmy episode. for baby, yeah, Emmy for baby. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh my god, there should totally be a baby there Emmy, be a baby and it's Emmy. just it's like 100 percent chance. It's just whatever baby happens to like yeah. poop and cry at the best possible. Yeah. Right. This baby wins all. Oh yeah, like the well-timed back pats and well-timed crying, and then the pointing. Don't dance. That was my favorite. Stop it. Yeah, that, that comes up in just a minute. So uh, everybody starts kind of wandering away from the f- campfires and finding their tents or whatever to pass out. So now we're treated to the montage of doing it. Oh, but there's a, but there's there's a, a lead specific up. wandering to a tent. Yes. Well, to a tent. structure. We see Jocasta. We know it's Jocasta because we see another set of feet next to her in a very well-appointed white tight and black shoe. So that's Ulysses. Like taking her through the forest, so it's a little bit uneven terrain. She's blind; you could see her stick. You're like Jocasta, what the fuck? And then he opens the door to this fucking shed out in the middle of nowhere. Guess who's inside? Yeah, a uh, pamble moose. Yes, <laughs> Janina's drinking a can of pamble moose right now. Um, briefly, as is tradition at the beginning of every season, mm-hmm. um, if you're just joining us. Which is possible you are. Welcome. Why? Well, welcome, no, but also great. how? Go back. Well, no, because <laughs> it's a new season of Outlander. Start over. So uh, I should let you know that we have been inventing nicknames for these characters since God the very beginning. Fucking four years ago. Yeah. And we started Jesus. with season two and then did season one. So if you go back and listen to our season one episodes, you will be confused. The only way to appreciate the evolution of the nicknames is to start with 
the with the show's season two, which is our season one, and go from there. However, a quick primer. Um, Pamplemousse is Murta, so-called because he's played by Duncan LaCroix, so the best of the flavor of, of LaCroix. Yeah. Pamplemousse, yes, right? Pamplemousse. Yes. That's the, really, that's the only nickname you absolutely have to know. Coinface. That's Lord John Gray, played by David Barry, because his face belongs on a fucking coin. It's fucking <laughs> symmetrical. Um, when we say <laughs> those coats, we are obviously referring to the red coats, obviously. but it could also mean basically any character who is British. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, granoli, that's Marsley. That one took a while for us. It, but we didn't do it. Yeah, the dudes did. Came from, I, that's an asterisk. Dude Lander. Another term you should know in our glossary. Uh, an episode that we do at the end of every season when Julie's husband, Neil, and our friend, Kevin, join us after they've watched it themselves for a whole season. Um, spoiler, Kevin hates they it. Don't, hates it they so don't much. love the show, but they always have very interesting insights. They do. Kevin is, is a and trooper it's funny. for doing that, that as long as he has. That is 100% the drunkest that we get all season. <laughs> No except question. For, except for Cherry Blom Day. Well, but that's, that's you, though. That's, that's on you, babe. <laughs> that's you. That's, that's on you. you. That was a rough um, one. Good God. Um, uh, what? There there, there'll other? be more, but just know that like... Those if, are the big ones. If you, if you get confused, it's because we just do this with each other for a long time. And, and we just make... Mu- it's, it's, it's organic. It's just happening. <laughs> just lay back and let it, it happen, it baby. Does, yeah. but, no, but it's confusing when you don't have any idea what's going on. And right. I know this because I fucking read the reviews. <laughs> it's confusing. So those are the That's big what I always, ones. I always try to tell people who find us, I'm like, did you listen to season two first? Because that's the way you have to do it. And like, but and you now, don't have to. You, if you are listening now, you absolutely do not have to go back and listen. Just know just a little that bit. if you're confused about a nickname, find us on the internet. We will tell you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You could join the Patreon and ask somebody in the Slack uh, Facebook page. I'm running it. Yeah. You just ask me. We just, will tell you. Just let but, it wash over but you. The yeah, big but also one just lay down. Of the characters who are currently <laughs> on the show, the big the big one. Like you don't need to know towel right now. No. But <laughs> the big ones towel's to know, my favorite nickname of all time. <laughs> the big ones you need to know are Pamplemousse, Coinface, and Granoli. Those are the big ones. And then also, the, the the two things that we say quite often, if we just want to like put a little, oh, and baby tree is like pre shade. It's like a little bit of shade, mm-hmm. but it's not like a lot of shade. almost shade. The the potential for shade, the potential, the for beginning, shade. yes, yeah. the acorn, if you the, will, yes, baby tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, the and then the two things that we will say that are sort of a stand in for when there's shade are those coats and Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> So that's what you need to know. Anyway, so uh, oh, and anyway, Patty, um, I don't know what to tell you. It's just a thing we you say. Have to just, find, you have to find that. Just bonus go episode. dig around and yeah, find it. You'll find that one. It'll take a minute. Yeah. It's um, just a thing. That one. It really is just a thing we say. Yeah. So we know that Bonnet is alive. Brianna hears it. She has her PTSD. It's very upsetting. We're at everybody's having the, the doing a montage, wood. and then we get to so Jocasta, right? Jocasta. We're not going to skip yes. over the do it montage. No, no, no. Right? We're almost okay, to the do it montage. Okay, so Jocasta <laughs> shows up. Watch. She puts her hand on the wall once she's in the cabin. It's like, seems rustic or whatever the fuck it's she filled says. Filled with sticks. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we hear a voice we know very well. Mm-hmm. And it's Marta. Uh, and he tells her to think of it as like a fiery castle or some shit. Shite. <laughs> shite. Right. Um, and she's like, are you the king of Does the fairies? Does it make you the king of the fairies? <laughs> Which then made me just want to see Duncan LaCroix do 
fucking Midsummer Night's Dream and play Oberon. Yes. 100% would watch. Ooh, In fact, good. fucking do it. Maria Doyle Kennedy and Duncan LaCroix do Midsummer Night's Dream. 100% would watch. Would watch. Ill Met by Moonlight. Fair to Tanya. <laughs> yes. Ooh, God damn. Oh, somebody get, I'm ready. Oh my God. And then we could have, who would be, Oh, okay. We're temporarily casting fan casting Minson Right Dream with people in Outlander. All right. Okay. So, um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, Marsley is so Lauren Lyle is definitely Hermia. She is small enough. Oh, yeah, she totally. is though she be but little. She is fierce, and yes. she's the like like uh, practical one. Like, yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we need a Helena, and I guess you know what it's Sophie great. Skelton could be Helena. Yeah, she'd be good. Yeah, she'd be and she could that. use her normal accent, which would be great. Would be so that great. means it's Fergus and Roger on the other side, right? Well, and actually that works pretty well. Although also there is. Mm, let's like briefly consider the possibility that Richard Rankin could also play bottom. <laughs> yes. He'd be very funny. He'd be very good at bottom. Uh, so then maybe then, then Sam could be Lysander and then he's playing with Sophie, but who no, cares? No, 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 no. Not, I actors, like not that. characters, actors, not characters. Oh, okay. I don't know. He seems too, Mm, their ages seem a little bit too different. And maybe that's because his old age makeup is on point. It's definitely his age makeup. Right. Because we've seen, I, like I saw him on Stephen Colbert the other night and he is of a glass skin, very smooth guys. Yes. Please tell the secret. It's not, we have to figure out the right time. Wait. So not now. Oh, I'm not, we're not playing it now. Okay. I'm just tell, I'm just telling the people. There's a teaser. Here's a little teaser. This is a teaser. Mm-hmm. You girl. Talk to Sam Hewitt. <laughs> it's coming. We have to figure out when we're going to do it. Patreon people will get it first. It's very brief. It is utterly humiliating. It's, it's a ridiculous story. Um, it's going to be but good. perfect for our brand. It's going to be the best bonus episode. There is a lost episode of this show where we were calling oh, man. fans. Oh, fuck, man. I, will, I, will, was, I am so sad that that, that has such a clear place in my memory too that and day. we it was so funny call oh the God. wrong people and <sighs> there was a whole thing and it was like could not have been more perfect because it was such a mess this is that and it's not my fault <laughs> but that's what it is um anyway your girl talked to sam he won't. oh man soon wait so, so good. well we'll hear about it soon yeah. so so doing wait it, wait doing but it, hold doing on it, no no it, wait 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 so doing it in a montage. We, we've got titania and we've got oberon and oh. we got the gals Ooh, we could have we got the gals we could have fucking jo- oh in no because coin face could be lysander yes better. yes okay <laughs> so david barry is lysander and then demetrius fergus yeah yeah okay and then then we need our rude mechanicals and Richard Rankin is bottom. Can we do any time from any of the cast? Because obvi for, uh, um, fucking sorry, Angus and Rupert. Duh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and Simon Ca- Callow. Simon Callow Simon should Cal- be bottom. He should be bottom. So then Rich Rankin could be puck. Ooh. That sounds I more, like that sounds that. appropriate. He's impish. I like that. He, he is, is he impish. Is, he is. Puck. Okay, so then Simon Callow is bottom, and then uh, Katrina can be Peter Quince, mm-hmm. very type A, needs to keep the show running, mm-hmm. <laughs> has to 
contend with the fucking, you have such a beautiful neck. I'm just trying to make penicillin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and then we can get Rupert and Angus in there, in there. One of them can be whoever, and one of them can be whoever. I don't fucking remember. What are the other, the other's names? The one that does Thisbe in the fucking pyramids? Swallow. Swallow and I don't know. I have been, I have no joke. I have been Midsummer Night's Dream three times I have been three different rude mechanicals I cannot fucking remember one of them right now <laughs> and it is not just because we've been drinking it is because nobody cares mm-hmm. I have never been in Midsummer Night's Dream I'm still mad that I have been in it that many times and I've fucking never been Helena I am tall I am anxious I am angry how have I never been Helena you know my favorite thing about that play is that there's just so much sex yeah, that- about to happen that's what's happening. Montage right sex. Montage. Oh, you <laughs> bitch. Good job. Good job. Okay. So then so we've got Martanjo Cast are fucking and Roger and Bree are fucking oh. and Claire and Jamie are fucking. We got to back up on the Roger and Bree fucking because first Roger plays Wonderwall. <laughs> Okay, oh my so God, here's that cocktail was one of my nose. Yeah, he, he's like, sit down. And then he goes over to a chair and picks up a guitar. And Allison are like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Okay, so first of all, I want you to know that he said, sit down. And he took a drink of water. And I was like, yeah, we're about to get another oral sex standing ovation. Like nope. he told her to sit down on the bed. And I just was waiting for him to just push her. I'm sorry, I'm going to be very graphic right now. Uh, we're gonna, why apologize for now. him to push her back, hike up that dress and get in there. Just get in there. But you know, and you know what? I talked to that motherfucker. He was all like, our wedding is better than that wedding. He's no, a liar. it was uh, not. He's it a motherfucking not. liar. Because if it was, he would have been like, here is, I'm going to service my lady. And he would have just pushed him and then just like, whoom, got in there. Here, here is Instead, a waterfall. He had her sit down. He took a glass of water like he was making sure that his soft palate was yeah. moisturized, yeah. right? Yeah. And then instead of like going to work, he fucking sang a song. What the fuck? Boner killer. Only it was, not really. She loved it. She did love it. And he, has a beautiful voice and it's very charming. But it was a little bit anyway. Here's Wonderwall. So <laughs> in the books, first official in the books of the season, I think. Are we going to talk about her reaction to him boning her? Because we got to get to that. We are, but then we're going to talk about it more in the books. Okay. But, and that'll be like official end of episode in the book section. This I'm is like in the books tidbit. It tidbit. felt like maybe she didn't enjoy it. Well, she'd had a, a rough night. She had. Right. Before that though. So the song he sings is L is oh God, for Jesus. the way you look. I'm haunted by the decisions I made as a middle schooler at the song. <laughs> oh, why? Why, I, Janine? I sang, I, I sang this song in front of a class to a girl I really liked uh, as a part of a Valentine singagram thing. My God, that's so sweet. It's not. Did it's, it backfire? It always backfires oh, with me. I'm sorry. Jasper, come into my life soon. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm Middle schoolers are assholes and idiots. Well, it also happened in high school, so I didn't also, learn my lesson. You and ass. I'm a not not you. Like specifically with a singogram? Yep. And I bought the singogram for the team I was with to send it to this person and then sang it to this person. I was. Okay, so wait. Hold up. You are. Buying the singagram is somebody else from singing. yourself. Well, no, it's, it's somebody else. It's singing. like a, it was a don. It was like for a school donation kind of right, thing. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So like the like, roses. Like, like did your school do that? Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I'm roses. saying is, you were both buying it and singing it. Y- y- yes, you sang it. Yes, it wasn't somebody else. No, it was me with with three other people. But okay. I'm still. Was an there asshole. harmony involved? 
A little bit, but I suck. It was not but good. It did, no, no, you it was don't like this. suck. Al, is for the way you look at, look at me. <laughs> Oh, it is. V is very, 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 Wait, very, isn't that what very, very. Isn't that what they sang in uh, um, uh, fucking 10 Things Ahead About You? No. Yes? No. In no, the stadium? that was I love you, baby. Yeah. And if it's quite all right, I need Yeah, that was a different baby. thing I did. This was, I'm not remembering incorrectly. This was. Alice, for the way you look at me. Yes, right? that's what he yeah. said. Okay. Uh, anyway, However, here's Wonderwall. Oh, here yeah, is... so I did that to someone. I same, oh, Jesus, I've made a lot of poor decisions. Let's keep going with this. Okay, okay. Sex okay. montage. Mm. <laughs> Vicarious. Pre-sex montage. Ooh. In the book, the song that he sings is Yesterday. Scrambled oh. eggs. <laughs> that's nice. It, well, I'm sure, first of all, they just couldn't afford it. Sure. Second, it, I mean, that's a beautiful song. Is that why you were grumpy? No. I was gr- I was grumpy about the baby thing. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I have a note later. Yeah, we'll get there. We already talked about it. We so, already talked about why I was grumpy because it should have been his because like, it, big moment. The re like there Mufasa. should still be tension in that mm-hmm. relationship, but like the hang up between Roger and Bree was never does Roger love Bree. It was is he going to be capable of potentially raising the this child who is not his child. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. Is not his child? Well, that could potentially not be his okay, child. That wasn't a spoiler. Sniffing yeah. around. No, I'm, okay. This is from Roger's point of view. Right, right. I'm right. with you on that too. Like, that's a much more dynamic relationship problem than just a simple, like, well, do and they I love gotta be honest, way more romantic than running through a field and hugging is yeah. the dude who maybe you thought didn't love you enough to do whatever showing up like fucking covered in ticks and like <laughs> a, a nine foot long beard walking in slicing it open his thumb when being like I claim <laughs> totally <laughs> like totally <laughs> totally and instead it made it about Roger and Bree and it was never about it was about yeah. like could Roger live with his guilt could Roger live with knowing that the choices he made led directly so what was the thing in their sex scene that when it ended we were like huh and you're like mm, I'm gonna talk about that later we are gonna talk about that later because oh. it is potentially a spoiler Ooh. however because it's like a, a it is planting a seed for something that's addressed in the books that I don't want to give away Okay. So instead, you should talk about your interpretation of that scene now, and then we will talk about it more in the books. Okay. So at the end, this is the end of the sex montage, which is first of all, first of all, it's Murcasta hitting it. Hell yeah. Murta and Jacasta like doing it. Tender, yeah. not athletic, like a gentle, just a gentle boning. Hot, a hot gentle boning. Sometimes gentle like a gentle. Yeah, in fairy cabin. Ooh. Yeah, and then we've got Jamie and Claire boning, but they're being grandparents right now because the baby is in the next room because they're babysitting the baby so that uh, yeah, Bree yeah. and Roger can have their night. And the baby keeps crying every time they make a noise. So like, she's trying to take his boots off and falls down, and the baby starts crying. They're like, "Hilarious, shut up, shut up." And so it's like funny, like middle-aged people doing it. My favorite part was when they were humping and. Uh, Claire made some kind of noise. Again, that song is playing the entire time. Um, Claire made some kind of noise and then went, shh, 
Yeah, she told Jamie to shut up because the baby started crying, but it was definitely her that made the movie. Yeah, it was good. It's like, come on. And then uh, Roger and Brie are doing it. And that's the hottest of the doing it, not only because they're the youngest, but also because you get a lot more of their body shot. Like, and, well, newlyweds. And also the hooking of the feet oh, behind his like, butt. Oh, yeah. That mm. That's real. Oh, that's real. <laughs> that's real. That's, that's when you need a little extra. And we were like, mm. But then at the end of that sex scene, he obviously has his thing and she kind of like turns away. And I couldn't tell whether or not it was because she had had um, ambivalent feelings about sex earlier in the evening because she'd had the flashback to her rape or whether or not it was because... Uh, like, mm. We're going to talk about it in the books. Okay. Because that's kind of what it felt like was a little bit like... Mm. Well, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a problem the first time. No, it wasn't. But it was also the first time she'd ever been boned. Yeah, but... She'd ever been boned? She's only been boned three times at this point, though. This is the third time she's been boned. So it's oh, not like she has I a lot I think it is to- safe to assume that Bree and Roger have been fucking... Boning the whole time. Right. Yeah. Since, Since he, he came back. back. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, at that point. I mean, already is, is Jamie over there? Is Jamie over there with fucking spyglass? Like they're handfast. They're handfast. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. They were All hitched. Right. So we see the like the boning Scottish at Scottish superstition hitched. And then uh, the next morning, we wake up in the fairy castle with Mercosta. And we have the come to Jesus moment. It's a really good ship name. There are a lot of terrible ship names out there. Yeah. Mercosta is perfect. It's fine. Mercosta is a good one. And we have the come to Jesus moment where. Otherwise it's Jorta. That's <laughs> terrible. Um, we realize. Jorta? Jorta. Jorta's better. <laughs> where we realize that he knows that they can never be together because he's on the run, right? Yeah. He's an outlaw. Ugh. And she goes, well, I've had an offer proposal from Duncan Ennis, which in the books, I guess, is the guy who marries her. Oh. Duncan Ennis! A and character I think we saw on the show briefly. Because I remember being like, oh, I guess I, can't, I guess Murtaugh can't be Duncan Innes, which he's not. But that was yeah. the big fan speculation is that Murtaugh was going to oh, take the place of Duncan so Innes. She, oh, and so she says no. to him, he gave me an offer proposal. And Murtaugh was like, what did you say? And Jocasta's like, I didn't answer him yet. And then fucking just like a dude, Murtaugh goes, I don't want to stand away your happiness. Instead of saying, no, come with me. We'll be together forever. Right. He just is like. Right or die. Yeah. He's just like. Whatever you want. Uh, and there's this moment where she takes her hand away from his, and it's like, mm, bummer. Uh, and then he says to her a very beautiful thing, which I think was important. He said, in another lifetime, maybe we would have had more time. My heart hurts. And that's very sweet. But also, <laughs> Murtaugh, <laughs> come on. Raspberries. There, the scene yeah. you watched will obviously sort of makes this theme more prevalent. But the issue here, because I was saying this watching that scene, the American Revolution is like fucking 15 minutes from now, right? Like right. In the, in the On the Doomsday things, Clock, it's close. It's really close. If he could just fucking chill for a little bit, then he would be on the right side of history at the right time. Yeah. Right now, he is on the right side of history at the wrong time. All he has to do is fucking sit tight and he could hide out in his fucking fairy cabin, sticking it to his nice lady every once in a while. Here's the thing, though. I think he needs to be a part of that. If we're talking about time. Well, and that's what he says. uh, He does say that. 
you can you cannot change a man you can only change his circumstances yeah. so he can't rely on fucking weird time travel knowledge he just has to he has to be him well, he has to do what he has to do he's gotta be me yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. and even from like a time travel perspective right like he has to do it like mm-hmm. he, he has to do this because he is someone who is instigating the, the revolution that is a really good point point. Yeah. and honestly that is something that the show should be addressing Fuck is yeah. maybe if Murta doesn't do what he's doing then the American revolution doesn't happen because fucking and that's Murtaugh. not a thing and because I was thinking that while I was watching yeah. it too like br- what Brianna should be saying is we cannot stop Murta from doing what he's doing because I was a history major until I realized that I didn't have to try to be my dad and then I became an engineering major and then I dropped out of college to travel in time Anyway, Patty, um, <laughs> that CV is complicated. It's very complicated. It's very deep and weird. Very complicated. Very deep and weird. So she. <laughs> so, but what she should be saying is, we can't stop. This is the like the seeds of the American yeah. Revolution, and in that scene, Murta says, "Like you can't tell me what becomes of the regulators, and don't tell me what to do." And Jamie says, "No, I can't because." <laughs> Claire doesn't know, and Roger is a historian, but not of American history, and Brianna just doesn't know. So they can't say, like, what happens to the regulators. That's not true in the book. So so he doesn't know whether or not he's on the... But it would right be, side of the moment. He, he doesn't want to fuck with Jocasta's life, though, which is the clear thing, which, is yeah. that he's saying, I can't... Yeah. Do this because I know I'm wanted by the law. Please do what you have to do to ensure your property rights and whatever. And that like is what makes life. it tragic, right? He's yeah. doing the right thing. It just happens to also be the wrong thing for both of them. Like he's doing uh, the right thing in a practical sense. Timing. Timing. <sighs> timing rough, is like I've been journaling on this fancy fucking pad I got and time is what I write about the most. Time is a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Long yeah. word. Fr- time just sucks. I hate it. <laughs> but it's a construct. It's not real. It is real. No. Time is the ultimate. You should read my journal. Don't read my journal. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We're I all mean, slowly dying. We're all so gonna time die. is definitely real. I yeah. guess we're I guess we're counting down times of moments of time before we die, but we're like really who cares? Everybody dies, everything dies. So really like what does that mean? There's not anything. Mm. Some montage of fucking <laughs> So the next morning, so wait, so they break up. It's sad. Yeah. And then according to my notes, I'm sure. Oh, fairy fuck palace. It's very cute. It's built out of like sticks and mud and dreams. But the bed, (laughs) but the bed is massive and covered in fur. It is bigger than Claire and Jamie's bed. It is huge. It looks like it's just like a box with a pile of furs on it. Can we time it? 100% we hit it on the bed. Who built that shit and who built the big house in 30 seconds? Murta's, uh, stick shack is definitely just a thing that Murta made out of sticks with a right. bunch of furs. He just threw into a box so you could like fuck on it. Well, presu- I mean, it's like a big rectangle with furs on it. It's like a so, water bed, but a fur bed. Yeah, no water though. But it's like probably filled with leaves or straw or something. But there is certainly some motion in the there's ocean. There's a yes, structure definitely. and it is covered with furs. Yeah, uh, I assume that he had help. We're gonna talk about Fraser's Ridge construction in the books. Okay. Okay. Because there's. Because that McMansion is fucking ridiculous. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> it is ridiculous. We, we got to get back on track. You Wait, guys. What, what track are we hold on? Hold on, hold on. So they break up. So Wait. they break up. It's sad. The next morning, we have uh, 
this moment where there are a whole bunch of people lined up on the front porch of the big house and we realize that Claire's clinic is open for business. So everybody's coming to get their little maladies looked at. She's specifically because there's this gathering, right? Mm. They're all there anyway, right? For the wedding. Yes. So they're so all getting Everybody's out. like, oh, my head hurts or oh, my throat hurts. We whatever. need an important character from the book. Mm -hmm. And his name is Josiah Beardsley. So he's this very uncomfortable kind of late teens young man on the porch who's got like squirrel pelts hanging off of him and shit. And fucking Lizzie. Brianna's lady maid, who you will remember oh, yeah. from like right from constantly having malaria and also not being able to keep a motherfucking <laughs> secret. Yeah, Lizzie, memorable for constantly having malaria and, and being an unable mouth. to keep secrets. She's over there on the porch with a fidget spinner. I don't know what it is, like some thread <laughs> with some spinny bead, just like boom, boom, <laughs> staring at this kid like. Mm. And she's like, what are you here for? And he's like, well, I, 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 I hunt. And he's got kind of a little bit of a stutter and it's kind of like got the cute, like, mm. I'm not going to say he's as handsome as Timothy Chalamet, but he's got kind of that like mm, young man, sylph kind of. He is um, like a Disney Channel character yeah oh. dropped into outlander right like a jonas brother yes who quit the band and no, showed up there not no, as a little manicured. bit a More little like, bit less manicured sweet like a life of zach and cody oh that's a good one yeah that's yeah. good that's well, good that's, that's a good. very deep reference that i'm too old to get i mean so am i i I'm just <laughs> this is my job i was a uh i used to be a personal assistant for a guy who was on disney channel stuff so i know about disney channel you got it yeah i know what's up so he's this kind of show. like uncomfortable okay but ethereally handsome like fucking david bowie fucking socially awkward thing. emo prince right oh that's very descriptive right okay into it and so she's <laughs> asking him questions about what he hunts and he's like very nervous about us and she's just like this fidget spinner you are hot and I'm like you so you see me fidgeting and then jamie walks out and he Spinning. says something i don't know what Spinning. oh and he, he learns goes, oh, that he's we, a hunter we no he already knows he's a hunter mm -hmm. when he says his name because this is important this is also kind of a books thing um he says oh it's something something and and beardsley goes oh we were just talking about skins oh uh duh, uh not skins we are talking about pelts uh because skins are fucking right yeah. like mm -hmm. very obviously this is Nervous. setting up a boning situation hey however josiah is beardsley, gonna get boned josiah beardsley we'll all learn yes. about it because you can't keep a secret we learned some things about him in the scene he's an important character he has a brand on his hand of a t meaning thief Oh. He is an accomplished hunter, like super hunter. So Jamie wants him to come live on Fraser's Ridge to like give him land and settle there so that he will help hunt for the community. Because that's something that was brought up earlier was that it's not particularly arable land. They can't grow a lot of shit and it's difficult to hunt on. Mm. So he's Jamie's got a whole idea here. Like, let's get this great tracker. He's, com he's community bit minded. He's a right. mayor. He's the mayor of Fraser yes, Ridge. Yes. Oh, that's coming back, buddy. Oh, that's oh, a yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Got you, it. you might call him the Laird. Laird. You might. Yeah. Um, so they start talking about whether or not Beardsley is going to come in. However, he's there because his, his little throat he's hurts. His throat hurts. And he Respect. walks into the surgery, and Claire's like, oh, I. Oh, no, no, no. We have a cutaway. Let's, let's we away. just have we just have him going. That's my throat hurts. Jesse Beardsley, and then it cuts away to Jocasta in her glamping. This scene is straight from the books. It's so good. It's so good. 
Set the scene. First of all, she has a beautiful tent. <laughs> Azure, you billowy. Know she, first of all, we know she's wealthy, right? Oh, yeah. We know that Jocasta takes care of business. So when she goes and camping. also fucking owns slaves. Right. So, yes. right. Yeah. So, so we that's know gross. she just... has brought a slave with her, Ulysses, who has probably already set all this up. But it's this fucking beautiful indigo, like linen tent. Like everybody else's tent blows. Jocasta's the best. And she's just hanging out outside in a chair, being blind, with her parasol (laughs) over her face to keep the sun off of her face, even though she can't see it. But it it does hurt her skin, right? Yeah, totes. And then Ulysses shows up. With a cage full of chickens, and he's like, "These are the ones that look the most healthy." <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I'm bringing you the best birds, and she's like, "I'll pick one later." And then, how can she pick one if she can't see it? BT Dubs. She's just gonna talk to Ulysses about it. Oh, so I'm um, Ulysses are her eyes. Like you, yeah, Ulysses that's, it's like a whole a situation. Yep. So <laughs> Roger steps up. And Ulysses is like, <laughs> and he leans down remember, next to her. His presence was requested. Yeah, his presence. Hey, please come to my tent. pavilion. My pavilion. Thank you. It is a pavilion. Let's be real. It's mm-hmm. a pavilion. And he leans down and he says, "Mr. Mackenzie," like kind of shady, but then he steps away. And Roger comes in and sits down. She asks him to sit down, and then she has this incredible conversation with him, where she says. I don't know if you know this, but I told Brianna I was going to give her my property. Right? And was, Roger's like, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. And she goes, well, but I changed my mind. Motherfucker. No, because hold up. Brianna didn't want it because, again, Jocasta's a fucking slave owner. Damn, Brianna, Brianna yeah. fought. Okay. Brianna yeah, fought right. about it, okay. right? And yeah. she's like, mm, you wouldn't know that she wanted it based on what she said, so I changed my mind. And Roger's like, Okay, cool. which to his credit, to his credit, he's kind of like, he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Of okay. course he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, he thinks he's okay. going back to the future. Back to the future. And uh, then she goes, I'm going to give it to Jeremiah instead. Their son. Oh. And he's like, huh? And she goes. Me, Jimmy. She goes, because you know that a woman's property goes to her husband when she's married. Oh. And Protestants have a habit of getting divorced. Or fond of divorce. Oh my God. Oh, shady. Wait, wait, wait. That's a red tree. Oh, and no, I so thought so if you couldn't love the child for himself, perhaps you could be kind to him because of his prospects. Oh. And Roger loses his fucking Roger loses shit. It. Roger's like, I love her. That is my son. But he walks away and he comes back and he's like, stuff it up your hole. He, he actually says that. Stuff it up your I hole? I don't want your money. We don't want your money. I, I don't want, my wife doesn't want your money. I don't want your money. My son does not want your money. Take it and stuff, stuff it, up it up your, your hole. hole. Like this far from her face, so close to her face. And then she walks oh, away shit. and Ulysses, <laughs> she, she walks away. He walks, she walks away, although it was kind of drag queeny. <laughs> He walks away, and then Ulysses starts kind of giggling, like, hmm. And he's like, how did that go? And she goes, better than I ever mm. could have hoped. Is it what you hoped, my lady? And she says, even better. Uh, yeah, so she because, knew what she was and doing. And this is some in the book shit. This is a lot, of the sh- a lot of the stuff from the corresponding portion of the books, which is like 600 pages long, because this is a lot of... 
This is a strange Interior book. We're going to get there. We're going to it's a strange book. We're going to get there in a second. However, um this scene is right in the books and she it's, it's a implied test. when he recounts the scene to other people that not that it's a test, that she does it on purpose to make it clear to Roger how he feels about the kid. Mm. That she like essentially spurs him into defending his relationship so that he understands mm-hmm. how he feels about it. Mm. Um, which definitely comes through, right? Like mm-hmm. you, it's so fucking cold. And then when he walks away and she's like, Oh no, that was even better than I hoped. You're like, Oh, okay. So it wasn't that she actually thinks that this is reality. It's that she wants him to make clear both to her and himself what he thinks the reality is. Mm. So like insulting him into being a better husband, basically it's wild. Negging. It's a good, good scene. That's a really like extra level negging, but like positive negging, but he doesn't know that when it's happening to him. Yeah. He thinks that he is just being like done wrong by, right? Yeah, like he yeah. thinks that stuffing up your hole. <laughs> And instead what she's doing is like, hey, here is what I think of this situation. Because he's not your kid, right? And he's like, no, he is. <laughs> oh, shit, he is. Right? Good. And then he marches off and does the, the ah, Savannah. You're my kid. Yeah. Home. <laughs> so uh, we go back to Claire being a doctor. And it's what's his name, the young man. She's like, he's got team. tonsillitis. She's like, I can take him out, but it'll hurt. And he's like looking at the knives on her desk and it's like, oh, but I don't have to do it now. Yeah, you can wait. So they're waiting until it's the right time. Essentially, he has like infected inflamed tonsils Mm. Um, in the books. We'll see if this is how it gets done. This isn't enough of a spoiler to be a spoiler. She does it with hot wire. Oh, (laughs) where she like, oh, I know. The hand motion she Allison just did was like someone snapping a neck, but with hot wire. And I just, I, my, my no. balls hurt. Imagine getting, getting your eyebrows threaded, but instead it's your tonsils. Fucking hell. Yeah. Ow. Anyway. Down your throat. Ow. Ow. So that's Josiah Beardsley. He'll be back. Ow. Um, and Claire is just tr- trying to fight her wee invisible beasties. Bacteria, mm-hmm. bacteria, darling. And then Trine comes back trying it. Like, you got to do this. You've got a week. Jamie, Jamie Fraser, you have a week to muster your men, and I need to see this Murtaugh hanging at blah, blah, blah. Like, very specifically, like, I need to see him dead. Need to see some action. I there. need to see his body. I need to see him dead. And Jamie's like, oh, so I've got a week. And Trine's like, yeah. And Jamie's like, okay. oh, and he's leaving a whole battalion there. So oh, yeah. there's like an encampment so red coats, of red coats so are living co- at Fraser's Ridge. Those are just hanging those out. Those coats are at Fraser's Ridge. Oh, Jesus Christ. So here's a fun story. We were sitting around a table. I just sounded like I was doing fucking slam poetry. I don't know why. So we were just sitting here. I got up to pee. We sat. We chatted. Neil made a cocktail. We did some lens stuff on Patreon so you can watch videos of us being idiots there. Whatever. Sat down to re-record. And then there was an error message. So we spent the last 20 minutes trying to make sure that we didn't lose the last fucking fucking 90 minutes of audio or whatever the fuck it's been so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was very stressful. Your girl Julie handled it like a champ. I tried, but really it was all about Janine. You know what I'm here for? 
being cool under pressure. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, buddy. It was. <laughs> we hope it's going to be cool. If not, no, it's already cool. We already cool. have the audio on my computer. It's and all I, fine. We'll make something. Th- up. I mean, this track might not exist, but as we talk to you and you listen to it, it does exist. So therefore, time has fucked with us again. Again. Time. Maybe we'll include I our w- test audio track where it was just Janine going. Chicken butt. <laughs> Chicken butt. Chicken butt. Chicken butt. Hi, y'all. This is Julie. I'm going to drop that file right here. Yeah. Yeah. We're just testing right now. This is just a test. This Guess is just what? a motherfucking test. Uh, chick- uh, Did you say chicken fuck? Chicken Okay, so wait. Okay. So there are red coats on the property. Red coats are on the lawn. They are on the property. Uh, you can see them from anywhere. <laughs> Those <laughs> coats. <laughs> and then this is when Roger comes in and claims the baby with yeah, his blood. baby gets claimed. Fucking We've discussed. And this is why Allison was a little bit grumpy, but she talked about it earlier. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I think um, mm, that should have been the thing. The, the, mm-hmm. That was the thing he felt. And you, you say it out loud and it sounds really gross, except for uh, trauma is complicated, right? So... It is reasonable that somebody would not know whether or not they were equipped to be the father to a child that may or may not be theirs. Oh, my God. They would then also feel guilty about. I completely forgot about Reverend Wakefield and the fact that Roger was raised by a man who wasn't his father. And then we got Frank, who isn't Bray's father. Boom. Yeah, generational trauma. And the thing that Jamie says in this episode Fergus, the child of my name and also right. of my heart, right? right? There's a lot of like parenting people who aren't your child by blood. The non-nuclear mm-hmm. family concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. So good. rough. So he claims and him. Bree's very happy scene. about it. It's a very nice scene. Um, so then Jamie and Claire are having a conversation about how Governor Tryon was like, hey, so I'm going to need you to corral your dudes. And you and your dude, you have a week to get your shit together. And you and your dudes are going off to hunt Marta Fitzgibbons. And I want him hanging outside my house. And Jamie's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) And then they they have a conversation where Jamie says, like, you tell me that this war is coming. And when this war is coming, then I will be on the right side of that war. Not just because it's the right thing, but also because it's the convenient thing. How nice. But for now, I have to keep the land because people depend on us. So I have to stay on his good side, which means I have to at least pretend to do this. And then Claire's like, what are you doing? He goes, he wants a Scott. Oh, I'll give him a Scott. And it was very hot. I walked in on this moment. It was very hot. Oh, my so God. So he I'll... essentially calls the clans in the box. What? Go on. In the box. This all takes place at the gathering. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's actually not true because this is from further in the story. The Most of what happens in this episode takes place at a gathering. This does not... But it is also from like way further down the line. It feels like they kind of blended the gathering with this. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. The gathering is um, a huge percentage of this book that takes place over one day. Mm-hmm. Most people who've read the books would tell you it's not their favorite. I really like because it because it's all shit deep like, dive into character, like like whole chapters about Claire trying to figure out how she is going to 
because Jamie keeps bringing people to their campfire and being like, Claire will feed you. So then she has to do mental math and recalculate how many portions she can make and like what she needs to add to make the correct number of portions for whatever she's making in this pot. Or like she sets up a little tent to help people with surgical shit next to a fucking witch doctor nonsense piece of shit. And they all line up for him because he's the dude that ultimately go to her because she knows what she's doing and he gets very mad about it. Or like there's a whole thing with Roger trying to find a wedding gift for Brie and he ends up finding like a little gift for Jamie instead and that's the whole thing. And mm-hmm. the Jocasta scene happens basically exactly as written but it's in the context of all of this and there's the, and then the priest that's supposed to marry them because it's not a Protestant, it's a priest, gets arrested they don't manage to do the wedding, I don't think, or maybe they do, I don't remember, but for sure they get a, a whole bunch of babies baptized, but they have to do like a heist to make it happen where there's like a distraction and they distract this guy and they distract and they have to like sneak the babies in to get secret baptized in a prison tent. It's a mm, whole prison weird. tent. It's um prison tent baptized. Makes me think of Father shit. Sting. It's mm-hmm. extremely my shit. Um, oh, unmuted. Uh, there we go. It's extremely my shit, but uh, it's not everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Jamie goes to a trunk and opens it, and in there is his fucking Fraser Tartan, his, tartan, his, and, uh, dirt, his Dirk, Dirk, and some other shit. Some like his uh, warrior Highland I think shit. it's a Bowden the drum. Whatever. Anyway, it's everything that a Scottish man needs. It's the Scottish everything. man's well-appointed kit. Fuck. I will shit. say there's I one wish I was thing Scottish and a well-appointed kit. From <laughs> this episode that I missed, which is in the book, if memory serves and it's been a while since I've read this one. Been a while. But when they do the first <laughs> when Sorry. they do the first fighty cross um Jamie goes to Roger and says, hey, I really need your help with this. And the reason he needs his help is because he gets him to like play the guitar and then play the drum and sing a bunch of traditional Scottish songs in an order that Jamie sets out specifically where he's like, start with this and then do this and then do this and then transition to this and then I'm going to come out and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do this. Like a set list. <laughs> so it's like, it's like manager. Neil with yes. his interest music at the O where he totally. starts. Except Rocky It's about before fucking, he walks in. He'll stand outside in a blizzard for that. Right? Yes, he will wait. <laughs> Mustache talked about this in the extra episode stuff about how Jamie like understands how to sort of craft a foam message. It, like it, uh loyalty. Political. Right. He understands like it's one emotional things, undercurrents he, and shit. He, that's one of the things he's good at. One of the many things he's good one at. Of the, I mean, he's not he's one a weak of the things he's bad at. Yeah, he's, he's a weak, weak semen. semen. Can't he, carry a tune. Can't carry a tune. Our new listeners, this is a thing we do also. He's <laughs> not good at looking bad while covered in blood. No, he's You don't see any of that this time. Yeah. Well, we could use a little bit of that. It, but, uh, uh, mm, no, I not, mean, not this It's not, coming, don't worry. Oh. Uh, don't worry. Uh, he's going to fight. He's going to fight soon. But he gets Roger on his... Dick. <laughs> he gets Roger on his side. So he basically <laughs> stages a whole thing. He puts on his kilt. It is it, a pageantry. Like, pageantry. Yes, and it sort of looks like it doesn't quite fit him anymore. It's great. It's so good. When he it's puts so on his kilt, it's like he's wearing the suit from his high school prom like totally. 20 years like, he's, also, he's also wearing the jacket which is a little bit like it's, oh it's, that's his jacket yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's a little his, bit but it's awkward the thing, it's the thing where you're like that's when you like put on your suit jacket but you don't put on the pants because the pants don't fit so you wear jeans to look yeah. cool 
Right. A little. A li- <laughs> he, it, there's a little bit of that. But he's still so smoking hot that yeah. it doesn't really he, matter. He still looks good. And his wig so is So he comes out and is good gives wig. a good whole wig. speech about how. And he's so good at it. We are not a clan, but I hope that you will be by my side. Like a whole big speech, right? And then he looks to Roger and says, like, stand by my side. But and Roger's, he, like, Roger's like, no. Roger doesn't do it, though. And deer in headlights. And fucking... Who Fergus, is this looking motherfucker? F L M F. F L M L F. Yeah. Wait, right? Fergus yeah. looking F L M F. Fergus looking motherfucker. He's like, I am. And we're like, who's this bitch? So he does the oath, which we have seen done before because it's a layered thing. Murta's done it, right? Like, and the fucking, and the just we pray, which is why when Brianna says just we pray, I don't hate it. The fucking, I will always be your wee girl. That was terrible. Didn't like it. But. Je suis prêt, down. I'm down with that. And Except she said, je suis prêt. I'm fine and with it. it. sounded terrible. Yeah, that's I'm fine with it. So like the, like the episode where Jamie says, je suis prêt, and he pledges his mm-hmm. oath and whatever the fuck, it's, it sort of evokes that. Uh, but Roger doesn't pick up his cue. So this Fergus-looking motherfucker. <laughs> Roger's yeah. fucking deer in headlights in that moment. Right. Or bison in headlights. No? And then, bison in and then <laughs> Jamie is like, Roger McKenzie. Like, get your ass open. And Roger walks up. This is your life. But it's he He walks up. He does it right though. And Jamie says, Captain. And Roger goes, Captain? And he goes, Captain, listen to me. You You will be safe by my side. Oh, that was a nice moment. And that's in this moment, I'm like, this is when you know the big dog. Like this, this guy's the big dog. But then, in a like tiny reversal, Jamie goes, "Repeat after me." But then he knows it. I said, and then he just starts doing the thing because he's a historian, bitch. Mm -hmm. He knows what's happening. Mm -hmm. He knows all the work. And Jamie is like, "Ooh, okay, all right, little dog." Can't build a loft, but he knows the words. All right, little dog. It's a good scene. And then (laughs) they, and then he calls Fergus, and he says. Son of my name and also my heart. Now, that, oh. that made me cry. It was good. That got me going for so the next So Fergus scene. walks Goodness. up and he swears. Um, so it's a whole bunch of dudes swearing fealty to Jamie because Jamie, let's face it, is the laird of Fraser's Ridge. And all the redcoats who are there are like, oh, shit. They're watching it going like, what the fuck is this pagan no, shit? No, 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 no. They're going, Oh, their respect. I think it's respect. Oh shit. Okay. This dude's for real. I thought he was just a dude who like fucking owed us a favor because he owned some land, but no, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. So this is a very canny move on Jamie's Mm. part because they are seeing this and being like reporting back to try and like, Oh no, he's got people. And you know, I appreciate it because we don't, the show hasn't given us a ton of, Jamie being politically savvy, which is a huge thing in the book. It's very important in the first season, right? Like mm-hmm. he walks that fucking tightrope. And then in season two, it's it's interesting because it's what the show sets out to do. And it's the maybe the most interesting option for the adaptation. Mm-hmm. But Jamie of the books is very good at manipulating people in France. And I think Jamie of the show is not quite so good at manip- mm-hmm. manipulating people in France. Agreed. Um, and then here, this is definitely like he just knows exactly what he's fucking doing and is mm-hmm. in his element. And you can tell he's in his element. And Katrina Balfe, who honestly doesn't have very much to do this episode, does a really good job of being like, supportive, proud and also sad and scared. Mm-hmm. And Brie, too, I think. Sophie Skelton, like they both look like 
this is good and this is right and I hate it so much well, because now I know that my dad slash love of my life is putting his body back in danger again. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. Both of them. Right? right. Yeah. Um, but it's a very good scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then of, it's not the best scene. No. No. Because no. we haven't even gotten to the best thing. It primed me. Uh, by the way, Jamie walks out, he lights that fucking fiery cross, and then he tosses his torch on the grass on like the he's God- never been to California. Seriously. Like, please do not like, set your house on fire. fire. You need somebody to talk to you about fire code. Somebody needs to lay down some ground also, rules. Also, why didn't Brianna talk to them we about it? Because she Chicago. knew that they died in exactly, a fire. Exactly, because they die in a fire. Somebody, You need a bucket of water. We need like you know precautions. I, during that entire scene, all I could do was think about how long did that fire need to run? How long were they producing this one moment? How, did they just have a fucking fire thing going on? Also, how was, long did it take to build that fucking house? Because it took a long... And <laughs> why would you be that close to it? Why don't you just back up a bit? There was a lot of just things. Just like 10 the feet ho- And away. the house wasn't even... Like, the fire, though, was like... That was Ugh. a thing. It was too close. Too there, close to the big house. Too much fire. Too much fire. Too much fire. With but not a lot of care. Really? Because there, were, there was stone around the base of that thing. What I really care about... But it's tall. I agree. Not particularly safe but what i really care about is fucking dropping the torch on the grass i'm with yeah, you on he this did, too he did. that was also weird no and it's not like there's like <laughs> alcohol or gasoline that's gonna lead it right back to the big house but, but if it, it was a been. dry if it was a dry year listen they had the fucking, better safe than the new sorry whiskey. don't do it that new whiskey is still alcohol like fucking, why wouldn't you like yeah, there's all that new whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> why wouldn't you just light the fiery cross and then shove and that John torch Myers, in the bottom of it you come it. anywhere near him with the torch he's just gonna go up <laughs> he is full of alcohol he is he all has to do is breathe wrong and he was taking oaths from a lot of people who've been drinking all night yeah. that was a lot was, of bad decisions it was dangerous it was terrible. a well-crafted message but man we need a fucking equity is not going to be okay with this. <laughs> I will say that it's it not was up to code. Sag, sag. It was a reminder sag after the Chicago fucking building code is just not. We are in Chicago. We do not fuck around with fire. You you got to get that shit <laughs> under control. You got a cow. You make sure your cow is chill. No, yeah, no don't Latin knock kid. that lantern over, sow. you dick bag. The white sow could have just kicked that crossover yes. at any moment. Okay, we've really gone off the deep end. We should okay, really center on, back hold in. On, hold on, I did that. So <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> That this is a return to form for Jamie. Yeah. He's a natural leader, a natural leader of men. It's very masculine. <sighs> like, <laughs> and I don't know how to say this except that I've been reading Clan of the Cave Bear again. And like, uh, there's this whole thing about leaders and whatever. He's the level headed, but very good at judging other people's response. Mm-hmm. He he chose the right way to do this. Jamie has always had a very high emotional intelligence, yeah, which is the only reason that the weird, creepy spanking storyline even sort of works. Because the reason that that story works is because that character is doing what society has told him to do, which the second it happens, he begins to understand that it is not right because of the emotional response of his partner. Whereas a whole bunch of other fucking people wouldn't just, it was if society says, this is what you do, then this is what you do. And if this is what all of my peers are saying you do, then this is what you do. Whereas because this guy, even when he was fucking 18 years old, 
has a very high level of emotional intelligence, he knows immediately that it's wrong, and then it's that character fucking reckoning with what society tells him is correct with what he knows to be correct in his heart. Is mm. That is the reason I defend that story, because it is about a guy... Who learned something. Listening to his fucking conscience and his instinct as opposed to what society tells him is correct. Where society is wrong and he is right and he's just denying what he knows to be right the entire time until he gives up and is correct. So that's this again, right? Like he has a high level of emotional intelligence and so does Roger... Which is why I'm very confused by the Fergus looking motherfucker. Like, who is that who guy? Who is that guy? I don't know. You guys, who is that guy? I've been trying to think if there's a character he could be from the books, and I can't oh, think of anybody. Oh, I bet it's going to be a character that doesn't like that Jamie wants to go back for the Rebels. Maybe. I bet that kid's going to go redcoat all the way. There's a. Um, there's a family that lives on the ridge that ends up in conflict with the Frasers a lot who are Protestants. And maybe it could be the son in that family. Mm. Um, because, but I would be surprised. I, am, I and I think that is because, like, if that is, if there's a high presence of those British war, those British, those coats, um, and this kid was so into it so fast, that was already in his mind, right? Like he was convinced mm. by Jamie's. He's he's easily convinced of a, of, a, of a narrative. Well, he looks like he's trying to step up to save face for Roger. Th- that's, that's what happens in the scene. Like. Is it looks like he's trying to save Roger from being a d bag. Oh, I didn't get that. Whether a d bag or not, he like clearly seems like he's trying to save the moment. Oh, okay. Well, well, uh, but also Jamie was looking that in that general direction, yeah, and maybe he thought. I he will was say this: at him. I have one. I think that's a great scene. Yeah. Like the last two scenes and two or three scenes in this episode are terrific. I have one issue, which is there is no universe where Fergus is not the very first. But the very first, duh. That's why a Fergus instantly, looking motherfucker is so weird. Instantly, Fergus, like, despite because they haven't actually laid the groundwork for Fergus feeling particularly inadequate because of his hand, because they did it in the last season, right? Where, mm-hmm. where Marsley was like, "You have to ask him." please do this for me. You have to ask him. And then Fergus does the like fucking jumping off the cart. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all that shit where he steps that up in his grave. Yeah. But because we've had that, there is no reason for Fergus to not be like, Milo, I'm first. I Duh. got you. He's always been first. Milo, I am ready. You can. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, that is the most, if they, it was weird. I agree. They could have laid like one scene would have done it where, Fergus didn't think that he could. Fe- here's what it felt like to me. It felt like Jamie was very decidedly putting his very strong effort into Roger. Yes. Like looking at Roger, like do this, do this, do this. And Roger was confused. And then the guy next to Roger picked up that big dick energy and was like, all right, I'll do it. But that guy should have been Fergus. It shouldn't I'm have right. been the Fergus-looking it, motherfucker. It, right. say, it should have been Fergus. It feels super weird that they even did that. Like, why is that character there? I don't know. I mean, I suspect we're going to find, find out. out. We're going to find out. It's too big a thing. Because he's also, Janine, he's also in the tongue twister scene. Oh. That oh. character is in the oh. tongue twister scene, too. Oh. So Fergus-looking motherfucker is coming back. F. F-L-M-F. F-L-M-F is coming back. Fumf. Fumf is coming back. So whatever, now he's forever fumf. Fumf. Can we say it one more time? One more time. Fumf. Fumf. So this is what we mean by these nicknames happening organically. Fumf. Fumf. Oh, man. Fumf. That's very gratifying. It feels really good. 
Boom. It's also it also feels a little bit like that scene where it's like that moment was like. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, you're totally like, right. But like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so let's so get then back Roger to it. comes up and he knows the words. And it's really good and it's so good. And Allison, can you please tell all the people? Or is this an in the books thing about looking at these humans in real time versus what they look like on screen? I don't know what you mean. Looking at Sam, looking at Richard, like what they look like based on their character thing. No. What is going on? We're not going to do that. Oh, no. Let's, we got to get to this last awesome scene. Yeah. We're, and we got to do in a, the books. I'm fine, Soto Voce talking. And about I have to, stream, I, I, we shouldn't. I have All to right. go. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. So final scene. Motivated. Hold on. We see Claire and Jamie standing on one of the many picturesque peaks in the ridge, right? They're standing, and they're staring out, and there's a fiery cross. Oh, because also Jamie says, I will not lie, the fiery cross again until it's time to fight. And they're all like, (laughs) (laughs) right? And then it's the two of them standing there, and and then Jamie's like, there's but one more thing. Claire's like, it's time. So it's time for the best scene in the episode. Oh, God. I showed up at the fucking Which end. Which I want you, you to know. You got it. When we were doing our our live stream through Patreon, at this point, I was we were both watching the episode fucking riveted, right? Crying, crying. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see like white boxes flying on the screen because a whole bunch of people are like, oh, my God, you don't even know. You don't even know what's waiting for you. Like everybody in the chat was like, here we fucking go. Let's do this. <laughs> so this is if that is any indication, widely regarded as the scene of the episode, which is Jamie and Marta <sighs> standing in the woods talking about. History. Talking about being dad. Their history. Talking American about, history. Talking about being my dad. Oh my God. It's like being my dad. You were my dad. Oh. And now I've got to let you go, dad. I release you from your vow. It was tough. It was very good. But it's it was also one of my favorite. Sam Hewen scenes of the entire series. It's right up there with him. It was him fucking Brie. Yes. And also that fucking manic. This is wonderful news. When he finds out that blackjack Randall is alive, when somehow Sam Hewen made Jamie look fucking batshit insane, where he's so happy and so traumatized at the same time. That, that is like an incredible acting moment. And it's, it's on that level. It's on the level of meeting Brie. Mm-hmm. It's on the level of the fucking print shop and passing out. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a great Sam Hewen moment. I would say it's a great Duncan LaCroix moment, but, but they're all those, great. They're all they great. are all great. <laughs> they're all that good. They're all that good. They're all great. But he, when he realizes that Jamie has no other choice, when he looks at him, it's like, mm, well, they okay. both have no other choice. I see. I see what <sighs> you're doing and I love you. And now mm, peace. God damn <laughs> Gotta it. go. Uh, we all, we've all agreed that he's got to die this season, right? Yeah. We're going to be real sad when he does. We're going to throw, we throw, throw, throw that wake. If Myrta wake. dies it's- this season, we are throwing away out of state slash country listeners. I'm telling you now, start saving your airline miles <laughs> because if there will be a wake, if Myrta dies this season, we are throwing a win, a win, we're throwing a wake. We're throwing awake. We're throwing awake. We're gonna have fucking Lacroix Pamplemousse fucking options there. A fountain. A fountain. A fucking a, a found a we fondue give, fountain. We, we will have a microphone. We will give speeches. 
We're gonna we will do the we'll do we're gonna do the whole thing. We're, we'll fucking we'll fucking invite Duncan Lacroix. He won't come. Oh my god, wouldn't we, that be incredible? Okay, we'll no, invite everyone, him. Everyone, everyone know this. When it happens, blow him up on Twitter. Fucking a, come on, dude. Just fit blow him up. Fit you know we're gonna do I that. I thought about this this week. I thought we should, ju- and this is just Fitzmob. I thought we should really be making Fitzmob a yearly thing. We're not going to do it this year, but the next time that we think, you know what would have solved this problem? Mrs. Fitzgibbon. <laughs> We're doing a Fitzmob again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I went, because we, she deserves it. She yes. deserves. She yes, deserves. She does. She She's like, I get three, three notifications from my Twitter feed. It's uh, when Allison tweets. It's when uh, a Megan, who's a board member from my, from the nonprofit tweets. And when fucking... Annette Badlin. Annette Badlin. All right. So that is <laughs> it's the scene of the episode. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in times to come. But for now, we have some questions to answer before we do our scales, and then we're okay. going to get you out of here. Are All you right. ready? Yes. I got All 45 right. minutes. I'm going to the social, so I'm not going too far. Okay. All right. So some of these we will have already answered, but we'll do like brief answers if we've already talked about it. Okay. So these are questions coming to us from the Crowdcast, which I'll get to in a minute, and from the Slack channel. Got it. First, Monica uh, says. And these are all these are all Patreon perks as yeah, just so these are all patreon for, folks. for our listeners who are not patreons yeah. monica says can we get some speculation and or in the books about the future of Murta's plot so we haven't We've done been in the talking books. about it a little bit so we're gonna really quick do some in the books and then do we'll get want, back to questions well the, in the books for people can like leave yeah okay let's so monica we're gonna come back to your question when we're in in the books that's a good call jane yeah. So we're going to come back, Monica, to talk about Marta vis-a-vis in the books, as well as the house, which is mostly I'll what I want to talk about. I'll write a note on my fancy fucking Thank you. notepad. Thank you. And the Duncan Innes piece. We're going to fold that in there too, Mary. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't even mention that about Jocasta. Um, she ain't going to marry Duncan Innes. No, we talked about it. <laughs> so, sort of, but we I did. don't know. Did we say his name? Maybe. Maybe. All right. I don't remember. Lauren says, what did you think of the Jocasta-Roger interaction? Fucking great. You, we fucking... I then she even, says, I and basically it. all things Jocasta in this episode, because that girl has some drama in her personal life right now. Yes. Great. It, I mean... Maria Doyle Kennedy is amazing. If you've never watched Orphan Black, she's so good in it. She's also very good in Downton Abbey, even though her part is bullshit. She, like, makes it good anyway. Um, she's a very good actor. She was great. Like, fucking obviously in love with Myrta, and it can't happen, and then emotionally manipulating Roger into being a better dad. <laughs> like, I just, mm-hmm. I'm so into it. Is she, is she really, in the book, well, in, in the books, but this is not an in-books thing, is she really blind, or how blind is the she? The character is blind. Maria Doyle Kennedy is not. No, no, but, like, truly, is the character, like, truly blind, or, like, very... Blind, blind. Blind, blind. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really go into detail about, um, because, obviously, blindness means a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I do not remember whether or not she can see like shapes or motion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Okay. But she is always assist- like to the point of having things placed in the places where she knows they'll be from the very first time you see her in the book. Um, and, and, and in the show, uh, what I've noticed of her from the times I've seen her on screen is that it hasn't been played completely that way. So I was just curious. Oh, no, I think that's She's, part of her situation is that Ulysses is incredibly... Ulysses is her on handler. Hand, right? Yeah. Like, he puts things he where... He knows where she needs them. Like where so, she, she, so she can do her business right. without looking like she's blind. Right. Mm-hmm. He is trying to project her uh, image of strength. He is helping Solid. her manage her world. Solid. Okay. And that, that exists. Yeah, and that happens in this episode, too. Like, he's doing... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm. I think this was a really great Jocasta episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then Lauren says, and how cool was the drunk fest with the tents and, of course, the fiery cross? Very cool. Mm-hmm. I look really good. I, except for I'm very concerned about the fire hazards. I kind of want to know how to, I like, mean, please don't burn down the big house. I want to I want to know how to make a sculpture like that with twigs. It was very cool. As Julie definitely said, made you know by women. Made yes. Women, definitely, definitely made by women. It. Yeah, and I want to know yes, how to do it. Yes, the Omar, Tina says, yes, the Omerta isn't a stand-in for Duncan Innes after all thing. We will talk about that in the books. For the in the book section, your feelings regarding the overall look of the ridge of the big house. Again, in the book. <laughs> uh, Lauren, I didn't get to read the books, but the house was gorgeous and man, the outside so far. And do you like the opening credits and music? Again, I'm going to talk to Kate about doing mm, a little chat about the music. I didn't. Um, I like some of it. I like the beginning. I like the thing with all their backs. I like that shit at the beginning. Sure, but what does that mean? What is? Are we looking forward? Is it that we're trying to see something beyond what we understand? Like what? Are what they turn their backs Here on we the go. Person? Are you ready? Yeah. I'm yes. about to use those muscles. Get Ooh. in there. Get in there, muscles. It's because they're Crap. all preparing to leave. Oh, fuck. It's, we're seeing them as they prepare to move forward to the oh. next thing. To the... American Revolution. Oh. What? Oh, stab me in the heart. Oh, God, everyone's going to die. Uh, I think that, the, <laughs> you know, the, we'll see how the credits are. The thing I liked the most is the real ghostly moment at the end when we get the voice of the woman who sang it the first three seasons, four seasons yes. coming in. That was my favorite bit. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, Last we're gonna year was better because it was more, the bluegrass shit was so yeah, much cooler. This, this like, choir oh, thing no, doesn't This one seems a little bit more. Mm, more questions? Please share your thoughts on the makeout montage. The sex montage? You know, yeah. I, I thought it was I love the I love the feet behind the butt. Yeah. That's like and I liked Merton Jocasta. I liked the like tender, quiet. Old people. Because it doesn't but have to be but fucking here's the athletic. Thing, here's the thing, though. Oh, if you're in the woods where nobody can hear you, fucking get it dirty. Hold no, on. But, hold on. but, but also, if you're 60 think. years old, you can't. I gotta, but exactly. If she, and if she is... Exactly. Like it, blind. There was like a... No, not blind. There's like a like a sad energy, even though they haven't had the conversation yet. So it was right. very, it was very well, tender. And it wasn't fucking passionate. It was tender. And the way you described this, it was... Uh, uh, Mercasta, uh, mm-hmm. Jamie and Claire, and then uh, it was the three so phases of doing it. It was the like the three women. It. it was like the three phases of fate. It was the young yeah. one. It was the one that looks at the thread, the one that measures the thread, and the one that cuts the thread. Oh, that's fucking intense. <laughs> and so the one that cuts the thread was Mercasta. Oh. It was. I thought it was. I, I think one of the issues that we have with the way that sex is depicted in film and television is that a good sex scene always has to be fucking athletic as shit, right? It looks like you're holding a cigarette. It was very confusing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's no. my it's my fancy technology. It's his technology pen. Um, <laughs> tech pen. And so we got one like vigorous, athletic, sweaty, grip my feet behind your ass situation. Mm. And we get one like playful sh- you'll wake the baby i'm gonna take your boots off and laugh situation and we get one like uh death is coming for us <laughs> let's you know get what it I mean? on like very quiet <laughs> the death rattle which doesn't mean it's not sexy like i thought it was pretty hot but it was very 
quiet, small, it was inti- tender. It was very intimate. Extremely intimate. Extremely Yes. Intimate. I think that's like the, the yeah. thing that like... I think it was a good montage. And then there was all the dancing and the partying yeah. and it was a good montage. And it was all cut in between that. You didn't see that. So you got to see the, all the people oh, dancing and then you yeah. got to see all the doing it montage. Oh, all right. Nice. Jen Lander Trunklin says... What's up? Baby tree. Best. The one new facial expression Sophie Skelton developed since last season. Oh, Jen Lander. Mm. <laughs> Sophie was good this episode. I'm not she did lie. all right. She I think she was right. good. Taylor knows and that why still the now. 1990s makeup? And uh, <laughs> true, true, true. I think uh, true. I think that's a little bit. I think that's a little bit better. She looked conspicuously like she was not wearing makeup except for mascara, which I assume is bat guano. Yeah, she's just rubbing bat shit on her eye, and that's it. That's how you get fucking pink eye. Don't do that. Uh, but or coronavirus. Uh, Amanda says, just in case it gets eaten by the Crowdcast chat, which I'll be looking at in a minute, I submit to the record a replacement term instead of Dreadlander, Bylander. You're welcome. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty Amanda, good. it's okay. We're going to work on this. Solid competitor. Going to work on this. But I think we still need to work on Something tells me Molly says, always down for a few minutes of wig commentary. <laughs> there was a so, lot. Okay. Good wig. Jamie, best wig. Jamie's best wig, wig, man. Jamie's Great best wig, wig of all Subtle time. gray at the temple. Yeah. Still voluminous. With a little, just a little bit of gray over the ear. Hot. Hot, hot, hot wig. So there's a thing that all these bitches have, including me, Reed Richards. Why? I just uh, like it when a man has a little bit of gray right ooh, over the ear. Hot. Seriously, ooh. I think I was hottest when my gray was around that versus my full on gray that I have going on right no, now. Th- no, this is good too. Dude, you're doing fine. I appreciate that, but s- truly, <laughs> Neil, Neil says, like, "Hey, Neil, you." here because you're the one that's Reed Richards right now. You are my goddamn favorite. <laughs> so, He's the one that's got like one stripe other in his little beard. Oh, it does look good too. Uh, Roger, <laughs> fine. It's looking great. Uh, too, young, too young for the gray. No, but we're talking about wigs. Roger's wig, fine. Fine, fine. Not great, but fine. No, Rihanna's yeah. wig, fine. Meh. A little crunchy. But some of that, honestly, that might be authentic because obviously it was like, a, like a pipe they stuck in the fire that curled their hair. You know what I mean? Right, like right. all the curls were the exact also same size. Also Katrina's wig, meh, Again, same, meh. same. Although same. the gray, good. Like the yeah. color, But perfect. the line, the wig line on her forehead, not yeah. great. But for Jamie, man, the fact that they got rid of those bangs. No, his that wig was, makes up for everything else. Like, on I point. have to believe that maybe we contributed to the <laughs> fact that this wig Daphne's is so been good. Uh, no for David Barry's wig... Great. The but John Gray al- wig. His great. wig has always been good. Yeah, but the, it's because he's not got, a given. You know what right. I mean? There have been a lot of bad wigs. Because he's, yeah. he's coin face. It's hard to like mess that it's forehead great. up. Because we've seen his hair in real life. It's not that. It's a mm-hmm. very good wig. Mm-hmm. It's a very good wig. I assume Maria Doyle Kennedy is wearing a wig. That was great. Mer- Certainly Marta's wig is yes. a wig. Yes. A yes. plus. Texture wise, and as a person with predominantly gray hair, as, as you are, yes, and I've had long hair with gray hair it's too. It's a very it's specific texture. Absolutely, there's a like little bit the of a, texture of my hair that's gray is different from the texture. Of it's my hair it's that's a not. little bit wiry, yes. and it's hard to really show that. It was great. Yeah, his wig is great. Uh, by the way, can I take a moment out of our podcast to just say that your gray hair is fucking incredible I was and very ad- witchy? I was admiring it earlier when we like were on a break. you got a Stevie Nicks thing, which I know is fraught with me when different. I say it. It's a fucking good. It's not different. You should just rock well, it. Well, because because you had the bangs and I see the color. It's so good. Traveling. It, it's like a highlight it's situation. Like, it's, like, it's good. Where you're like, remember at Elise's wedding when you came in your fucking dress and fucking this 
please it's great. understand that you're great and your salt and pepper is fucking on awesome. point. It's fucking awesome. And I, I remember like years ago, I saw you, I saw you perform at, um, the piano bar Davenport's. So you perform at P- Davenport's, uh, and this is before Tom moved here. This was a very, very long time ago. And you had like one streak. It's grown into such an awesome fucking, it's salty and it's perfect. Salty. Thanks. Hashtags. I have to admit, I have conflicting feelings. No, it looks so good. Oh, no. I'm not conflicted about my hair. I have people talk to me about how great my hair is and how I shouldn't be ashamed of it. This isn't a shame. No, no, no. This isn't a shame. No, this is just a a PSA to listeners. Okay. Um, I've talked to a number of other people who are about, and maybe you've experienced this too, who are about my age, who also have some gray in their hair. And I'm like 50 50 right now. Um, and the number of people who talk to us about how pretty our hair is, like they're doing us a favor, <laughs> is incredible. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, no. but it's incredibly high. I have people I have people talk to me about my hair the way they also talk to me about my weight, like I should be <sighs> proud um, for being so confident in what is obviously a disgusting body with hair that's not maintained <laughs> um, all the time. That's, so, that's some bullshit. I- I'll, that's not I'm what you're doing. Your hair look good. Thank you. I'll I'll echo the experience of people doing that with my hair. I've had people do that to me. Because you know what? Yeah. I also had beautiful hair when my hair was predominantly black. It was. And now that it's not, people go, oh, "You're so brave for not coloring your hair." That's not the like. Point. No, I'm not. Brave. I've been going gray since I was 14. I this think it's just awesome. my life. It's just my life, and I like it. And thank you for saying nice things about it. Uh, but I think it's awesome. Don't ever tell somebody who has gray hair that they're so brave for having gray hair. No, you're not brave. It's just what it is. I got to tell, like can, can I tell an aside about when my, uh, my, my dad, I think had some of these stories being told to him and he got gray hair in his eyebrows. And he, I don't know what motivated him to do this, but, uh, cause I don't think people were talking about his hair very often. And he went, uh, I'm going to color my eyebrows. Not his hair. We talked about this. Just for men, eyebrows is terrible. Oh, dude, it's the fucking worst. That just he seems looks like so ridiculous. Terrible, terrible. It was like Groucho Marx. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Patty. Anyway, Patty. Yeah. So, so let's get back to the best scene in the entire episode. Well, I mean, we talk, we're answering questions. We've done the best scene in the entire episode. Did we talk about? We did. How sad. It yeah, was sad. We did. Uh, all right, I think we so moved on wig commentary. So the worst wig in the episode was t- Tiny Child Jamie's wig. Yeah, yeah that was the worst. Yeah. The best was Adult Jamie. Yeah. Yes. Um, I went nuts one time and downloaded downloaded wig images from Outlander just because I felt like they had such a good ability and they seemed to get nervous and therefore fuck it all up on Jamie and Claire. I'll try to find hairlines on forehead aren't some unachievable technology. <laughs> Lace front, bitch. That's what you need. <laughs> Except Jamie now Jamie's bangs can't hide his obvious lace front. That's true. Although I I have to admit I didn't clock it this episode. I didn't clock it at all. It was a good. It was a good. His look. wig was way better this way better, episode. Way better. That you were right. The little like um, very suggestive gray just right over his ears and pulling it back over his forehead was great. The fucking he doesn't need bangs. That's the hair I wish I could have. Okay, so what else do we got? Uh, so you miss things when you're relationing. Monica says pretty apartment. Do you think Lord John Gray was really needed this episode? Julie and I differ here. I, I think it was great. I was so happy that he was there. And I understand how he moved the plot forward. 
But he brings a lot of baggage with him. And I don't know if it was necessarily needed. Like, but it, you could retitle the show Baggage Lander and it would be appropriate. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, though, because there is time travel. But I'm, I'm always going to be happy when he's there. I do feel like it was a weighted cameo. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe too much weight was given to this. It could have been somebody else or... She well, heard it. She good, heard though, it a, like is, from somebody else. No, I don't know. Here's the thing. Otherwise, though. because it's John who finds that information out. Right. So it would have to be a letter, which is way more boring than him telling it in person. Right. Plus, then we get him fucking trying to do Shakespeare and the tongue twister, and they're all uh, like, that, no. "That was cool. That was cool." That's good. But he did feel a well, little shoehorned into this I episode. Was in, I think it's great. I 100 buy that Lord John Cray would go out of his way to be at Brianna's because, wedding because sure. remember he was engaged to her. Yeah. Right. Like, he right. saved he her right. fucking bacon. Yeah, he fucking invested. He in tried that. to, you know what? You know what? She tried You're to right. blackmail him into getting into a marriage of convenience by saying, "I'll tell everybody you're gay." But you marry me, and then I won't tell people you're gay. But then why would he do dudes. that? No, because then he like because turned it on his a, head, and he was like, eh, "Because I he's will just a do it anyway." Kind and generous matter. person, Lord John Gray. Man, they don't seem right. Though. He it doesn't is the seem best. realistic. It's that hard character, to I fucking love him. Okay, yeah, he's great. Um, Pusha T is the jingle guy. I had to Google. It's Pusha T. Pusha, Pusha T. T. Got it. Uh, bye, Lander. Bye, like bye. But also, bye is in bye week when TV is on a break. Bylander. I'd like to see more Darn. Jamie by. Um, mm-hmm. Patty's on PTO, which is obviously more for the pod, but anyway, Patty. Patty's on PTO. <laughs> PTO! Uh, so would Lord John Gray be a Bylander? Ha ha ha! He's the Drew Barrymore of Scream this season. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and then oh, doesn't like come a, back. Like, I hope yeah, not. he shows up and then he's only in the one episode and like, like, disappears. Why is, why is his big name here? Yeah. Here is a good thing from Monica. Nineteenth-century pearls often have a feature that can convert them from a long strand to a doubled strand for oh. versatility. I think it's kind of a class that includes a short chain. I imagine either that technology existed in the early eighteenth century or they're fudging time a bit. Thank you, Monica. Monica, Monica, thanks for the pearl necklace knowledge. We're going to real quick do our rankings, which we have gotten very bad at, but we're going to do them anyway. So We got this. We got this. Costumes um, on a scale of... Oh, no, it's the village. Oh, for sure. (laughs) The village will be the top. Yeah. Okay. Village is the top, and the bottom is... Technicolor um, dream coat? Bring out your dead... (laughs) <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking Monty Python. Specifically that scene. <laughs> Bring out you did. I think I'm feeling very good. Go for a walk. Uh, the, the, it's really close to the village. Like, what? Uh, no, it's the village. <laughs> it's the witch. The v- v- it's the witch. <laughs> the witch. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? That Anya Taylor-Joy. No, but I need to. Uh, watch that movie. I, I saw it it's not as good as you think it's going to be. And then at the end, you'll be pissed if you're a woman. All right, so doing it, we're going to go on a scale of, let's see. um, Mm -hmm. The sexual tension in League of Their Own between Gina Davis and Tom Hanks that (laughs) isn't supposed to exist but does. Yes. That's heavy. That's that's really tight, though. Yeah. Two, Channing Tatum 
dancing by himself in Magic Mike XXL when he's just Dainty Pony in his garage with power tools. Mm. Or how about how about uh, Jupiter Ascending? With him in uh, doesn't matter. I like yours better because I can't name names. No, mine's because I'm shit. Mine's out. gonna be. Ooh, this is rough because it's a, it's a sexual montage. And it's, it's, so it's sexual a po- montage. It's a potent sexual, sexual right? montage. Right, you, you got to think about And it's also like so times, sexual. ages, uh, old people, middle people, and young people. Middle like, people. <laughs> hey, I am a middle person, so fuck it. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, it's love, actually. Oh, damn. Oh no. I'm going to. You up. feel like shit for saying I that, don't you? I am gonna throw up. I hate that fucking movie. It's we, the worst. Uh, if you're a Chicago native, uh, <laughs> we, this crew is a part of a, a company that does things called a thing called Redacted. And every Christmas, <gasps> what Redacted is, it's it's a it's, a, uh, it's an event where they do a live re- uh, staged reading of a screenplay that, at the time for a movie, at the time we loved. But when you really think about the film, it's actually not that great. Fucking Love Actually, it Love writes. Actually is fucking horrible. It's terrible. When you really think about Love Actually, I it is a. I played uh, mm, I played her part mm, two years, two Who, or three years. Whose part? Which Allison. Part? Emma Thompson. Emma I Thompson. played Emma Thompson's part. I think twice. Twice. Oof. I got to do the whole like I'm crying to Joni Mitchell oh. shit like twice. Look, that movie sucks. It does suck, but you know what? I think it's an accurate ranking. All right, whatever. Yeah. We got young babies doing it, middle babies doing it, and old babies doing and it. And it sucks. Uh, cocoon. Maybe cocoon could be better. <laughs> yeah. What's our last ranking? And the last ranking is when you get up to get a beer. Oh, did you, you know what? This episode, meh, we Here's stopped a thing. couple of times. Ranking. We actually didn't stop. We rewound. We did. We didn't stop though. So traditionally, this ranking, the low end is Ken Burns baseball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the high end is you always something else, but often a different Ken Burns. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the very gripping and appropriate based on the music, Ken Burns Country. Oh, shit. <laughs> so on a ranking of the very interesting but definitely plausible and not plausible, plausible <laughs> Ken Burns Baseball to Ken Burns Country, mm. where do you fall? Wait, what's the podcast? Oh, not Dolly okay. Parton's, the no, other no, one. No, 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 Cocaine and Rhinestones. So on a scale of Ken Burns Baseball to Cocaine and Rhinestones. Oh shit! That Dolly Parton's America. Oh, great! Okay. Right in the middle. Hey, y'all. We obviously know you love a podcast, and I know that some of our bitches on the Patreon love this shit. Please go look up Dolly Parton's America. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, and you get to learn things about a woman who had to make her way. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's a fucking badass. No, it's awesome. She's a badass. Dolly Parton's America. Jad Abumrao, the same guy that does Radio Lab, like fucking just do it. Yes, Allison. Anything else? In the books. Oh, we're gonna do in the books. I was trying to think for a ranking though. No, I'm no. gonna put it at. Ooh, I'm gonna put it at the opening scenes of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> where <laughs> it's like a little bit messy and a little bit. 
not quite right with the characters, but you're still very into it because the stakes are extremely high. Hocus right. Pocus is also in Redacted. You should come see that too. <laughs> it's great. I might yeah. be retiring it. I've told those jokes so many times. I might need to rewrite it if we do it again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Petty. I yeah, I'm gonna go with the early Thackeray Banks as child, not as cat episodes of our scenes in Hocus Pocus. Nice. All right. So uh, that is going to do it for the non in the books section of this episode. The in the books will be brief. I'm saying that not to you listeners, but to Julian Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Janine. Whom, who's Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite gag. Uh, first though, we need to say some end of episode shit before we do our little bonus on the end. Um, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you from the bottom of our cold dead hearts. You can find us That's on Facebook cold. at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon where you can join the Slack and see our live streams and listen to a, Some a bullshit. fucking <laughs> new little tiny series of bonus episodes we're going to do that I think we are going to call Janine's Corner. I think that's great. But wait, we already had Anyway Patty. That's like, a, but that's a bonus where we talk. This is... This is just This is Janine shows <laughs> up when we're done watching the episode and he just talks into a I microphone for several minutes. To, like about what's going on in my life. These Janine's bitches love your corner. Voice. Listen, Janine's I will give you my corner. voice and I will talk to you about nerdy shit about as, as much as you want. So, so you can do that at patreon.com slash podlander drunk cast, I think. Or if not, you could just Google Patreon podlander drunk cast and it will show up. You'll find us. Um, we want to thank all of our patrons who make all of this possible because we just frankly would not be able to do this without your Y'all, support. Y'all, we have to pay for storage and it's shit expensive. and you're helping. Equipment and all of the various technology that makes the things doable. So thank you very much uh, to everyone who backs us on Patreon, but to the following people in particular, Katie Kirshner, Dr. J, Trish McCrary, Jen Lander Drunklin, Amanda Newton, Kayla Regan, Reagan, Kayla Reagan, uh, Misty Ojepi, Misty Ojepi, Misty Ojepi, is it like Jif or like Jif? Correct us. We'll, we'll um, get please it Please do. Kara Marlowe, yeah. Ruth McCormick, Ann Gibson, Crystal Nanavati, Mary Lumpkin, Chantel Salters, <laughs> Catherine... Nanavati. Nope, that's Crystal Nanavati. <laughs> Literally just Shit. said her. Um, we have new people. This is great. No, Catherine. Oh so Catherine, it for some reason, it does not show her last name. Oh. So then I always click and then it doesn't. You have to hover. You have to for some hover. reason, I'm thinking, no, because they changed. Oh. Patreon changed their thing. Motherfuckers. Um, Catherine. Catherine with a K, who is also Hirschfield Century Podcast. Please tell me what last name you want. Catherine Eastman. Catherine Marshall Eastman. Yes. Catherine yes. Marshall Eastman. Yes. Been there. yes. Oh, my God. We just on. went through a story. Catherine Hirschfield Century Podcast. Join Al Hirschfield Foundation creative director David Leopold and archives manager Catherine Eastman as they tour the arts of the 20th and sometimes 19th or 21st centuries through the work of caricaturist Al Hirschfeld. Oh, shit. Uh, like fucking uh, uh, the restaurant in New York City? We are going to listen to that podcast. <laughs> Catherine, you've been holding out on us. <laughs> listen to that podcast. Continuing, Tara Lucino. 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 I'm, Tara, I'm so sorry. Steph Peterson. Oh, fuck. Hold on. It just deleted. 
I'm just, uh, d- How did you delete someone? I didn't delete it. I backed oh, up. Oh, well, man. we have all been drinking. Steph yes. Peterson, Rachel Townsend, Jenna Polkowski, Samantha Smith, Emma Lafald, Lofald, let me know. <laughs> Maria. Thank you, Maria, for your simplicity. Chris. Wait, is that Chris? M? Maria, are you M? No. Uh, that was Monica. Oh, that was Monica? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Chrissy Shively. Chrissy, if I'm pronouncing you that guys, wrong, let me know. Amanda so and Amanda Sims, as well as Viv Pickles, which is Laura. Laura, you've been watching. Uh, thank you for all your likes on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and always, uh, we want to thank Kiki the, the Wise, who acts as our sort of moderator on the drink cast slack, which is a delightful place for all of us to be. Um, especially when things are pretty dark in the world, which they are right now. So you can join the drunk cast slack and talk to all the fine people who are there chatting with each other, uh, by backing us on Patreon. Where's the mom? Do we go through all that list? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, Hey, respect. Yeah, you can back us on Patreon to join our Slack. Um, so thank you to all of those people. Uh, find us on those social media things. We will be back next week to talk about the next episode. If you do not want to hear about a perspective that acknowledges what happens in the books, stop listening now. If you do, hang out. And we're going to do that briefly in like 30 seconds after Janine pees. Yeah, you <laughs> read that piece so well. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. So in the books talk. In the books. In the books. I don't. I don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because you had some questions. You had some specific questions about both the house and there's and why is the house Brianna? And there's a question about Murtaugh and Duncan and Duncan. 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 Okay. So wait, wait. Let's just go back to the house first. We're gonna start with the house. This is my issue. Hold on. (sighs) Crack. 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 Black. Black. Okay. So, hmm. Uh, <laughs> the reason that it is okay for them to spend so much fucking energy running around trying to find little like gifts for the wedding and shit is because they're not in the book. They're not at Fraser's Ridge. They are at the gathering. Oh. Whereas here, first of all, that voiceover that Claire gives is like, we had all the settlers come to help us build the house before we even were ready to move it, whatever the fuck she says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas what's actually happening is people are coming to set, like Jamie sends people off to go find the people he was in Ardsmere with, right? Mm-hmm. As well as other Scottish settlers and people who have specific skills. Like if you have a, if you're good at brewing beer. Good hunter. If you're good at, if you're a good hunter, if you're, good at this or that or the other thing they don't need a doctor they have that covered but other than that if you have a very specific skill they want to find if you're a tanner if you're a printer whatever sure, the fuck, yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to find you and bring you there but also they're looking for everybody who is at Ardsmere. so there are a bunch of people come and settle and then what happens is they all work together to get them some sort of livable structure and then start finding a way to work the land all together the big house does get built they do have windows, but it is not a fucking mansion. And it sure as shit does not have paneled doors. Yeah, because <laughs> look at, think about fucking carving that shit. Woodworking. That's not a. There was too much. Like wainscoting and fucking paneled it doors. It is beautiful. Like, it, it, get it together. It's beautiful. You did not do that. And I'm okay with a little fantasy. Sure. But 
Uh, it takes like, me out of it. That's like fucking, that's, that's a fucking five bedroom fucking house. It takes me out of it. And it, here's the thing. If the cabin had been less fucking opulent, <laughs> where Roger and Brie are now, last yeah. season, if the place that, that Jamie and Claire were living in last season had been more rustic, the cabin would have been a great starting point for the big house, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it is too fucking big. It's too fancy. It's way too fancy on the inside. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful, but like it should look beautiful because of the care they take to make it look like home, not because of the fucking craftsmanship. Right. What they're trying they're like, to do is survive. Jamie has a Dremel. Like, like making like, all no. those cuts on the doors. It should be like, let's make sure the wind doesn't get in, not let's make sure that we can resell this for more than it costs us <laughs> to buy it. You know what I mean? Oh, like just, That's it fucking bugs. Weird. It bugs. So big house is too big. It's too big and it's too fancy. Too and the, like, there was a door that had glass in it yes. in their bedroom. I was like, no fucking way. When he brings the glass windows to her, that is what he's doing when he is in town when he meets Brianna for the first time. So he's buying glass windows to bring home to Claire and it's for her surgery so she can have more sunlight right glass windows what a luxury this is like glass fucking everywhere yeah they do have a lot of windows look at how beautiful it's like no no it's fucking it's utility and the care is making sure the wind can't get in the snow can't get in and it's gonna withstand tough weather and wild animals, and then on the inside, making it feel like home, not making mm-hmm. it look fancy as fuck. I have a real issue because also all those people who are just staying in tents with their lawn, where are their fucking houses? Did they build their fucking are log they cabins building by a house there? Like, no, I had a question about that. Are they just no. following him? Are they just like building I a think cabin off on the woods? Those are supposed to be the settlers of Fraser's Ridge, which means they all have individual plots because Jamie is finding people and giving them plots of land to like. And they just and came raise, to camp out for right? his daughter's wedding, and then they well because they, he's the laird essentially, yeah, right? right? So then they would be like all when they were gathering taxes in that epi- in the hot pass episode, right? <laughs> they would be like giving him a portion of their proceeds or a portion of what he raises or whatever. So he's giving them land and in return, they're not quite paying rent, but contributing, helping him, right? They're right. all contributing to make this land viable is what is happening. And it was, a lot. And not very clear <laughs> and weirdly like elided over. Well, and then everybody just shows up to help them build their house. That only makes sense if we also see them helping build those other houses. Right. Like, why would people show up to help build a fucking mansion when they could just, like, they don't need a house that fancy? It's two people. Their only child together. They gave their fucking should be rudimentary, but actually very fancy cabin to. So it's just the two of them. Assume that Jamie needs an office and Claire needs a surgery and they also have a kitchen and they also have a guest room. That is still much smaller than yes, that fucking than that house. house. Ridiculous. So this is the second time that we've been like, your house dressing is trash. It, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I mean it's beautiful. But it, it's, unre- it's unrealistic. But the idea is trash. Like, yeah. this is not the way it's, it would be. Because it doesn't speak to what is happening in the community Mm -hmm. because the whole point is, and they talk about that the whole episode, the whole point is community. It's too, it's too big. And that's not, I'm not being like, nah, that wouldn't really happen in history. Like it's not that it's about the story. The story of Fraser's Ridge is that these people all come together to survive in an incredible, 
incredibly wild place and they forge a life in this wild place. That's the story. Yeah. It's not, oh, it's not historically accurate. I don't care about that. What I care about is what does it say about this community of people? Yeah. And what you we couldn't have build that house. You could not have built voiceover, that house. We are told by one of the characters is that all of the people on the land came together to build a ridiculous house <laughs> that doesn't exist Rid- in that time. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. There is no in way that city, those maybe. doors existed. In a city, maybe. Maybe. But but from the perspective of like fairness. A fucking and like, carved doors. No, Jamie would never. Yeah. Jamie Fraser would never be like, no, 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 no. You don't need a house. I need a door. Yeah. Right. Never. He would never. Bugs me. Okay. That's one. Two. That's one. Brianna. This yes. is real in the book stuff. Do not listen if you do not want to know things that happen in this book. Because it's not explicitly said. So this is, again, I'm telling you, unless you've read the book, you should tune out now. Bye. Love you. Mean it. So. I'm really surprised the show is addressing this. There is a storyline in the books where Brianna can't climax. Oh. Because she has a fucking lot of hangups about sex, understandably. Sure. Yes. Where she loves Roger and she loves being intimate with him, but she cannot climax. And they both know it and it becomes a sticking point where she just can't. And it's not anything that he's doing and it's not anything that she's doing. But she she has so much trauma around sex that she just can't relax to the point where her body allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is what was being addressed. Shown, yeah. Right, it's like, which is why, because Brianna doesn't, the wedding bonnet has nothing to do with in the book. So I assume the reason that it was brought up now is both because that was a plausible reason for John to be with Jamie in person Mm -hmm. so that it wasn't just a letter. And because she finds it out by reading his mail somehow. I don't know why she's reading his mail, but, uh, and also because that way we can connect it to um, their we can see them like very in love, very happy, very together, and then still see this hang up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm pretty delighted that that is a thing they're addressing as being important Mm -hmm. where like she can be intimate and not be able to climax and she should be able to not because it's biologically necessary or because it's any sort of failing on the part of either of them if she can't, but because this man in violating her has robbed her of the comfort that she needs to be able to be vulnerable during sex that would allow her to mm. actually mm-hmm. have this experience, uh, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And that, that was addressed in the montage. Yeah. It's um, at the very at end. At the very end, because mm-hmm. it's very clear that like Roger comes and then he rolls over. Not he doesn't really roll over. Like he They're kisses her and it's tender. Each other and he is very obviously checking in to see whether or not. And she she's like looks at finished. him and then she rolls over and, and she, she's like, well, and she kind of nods, like hmm. sort of saying that she had, but obviously has not. No. Yeah. And he doesn't know why because they don't talk about bonnet at all. Sure. Right. Um, oh, that's cool. It's a ve- it's a really intricate little moment that I think they did a nice job with. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the last thing was Merton Innes. So. I mean, I assume that this won't make sense to either of you, but I assume if Jocasta marries Duncan Innes, that that storyline will pretty much proceed as it does in the books with, uh, based on 
the time like a possible tweak to what is happening. Um, I'm not even going to say that. Well, but it gets rid of it, it like because Pomplamoose and the way he's been treated in the show creates a problem because he's such a popular character that's lasted longer than he did in the books. So this represents a normalcy to the timeline that exists in the books. Well, Duncan Innes um, is a big part of this section of the book Mm. uh, because he's extremely anxious about the fact that um, he, and eventually it comes to Claire, not through him because he's too embarrassed, but through somebody else, um, is impotent. Mm, mm, uh, mm. I think if memory serves was like kicked by a horse and thinks he's unable to maintain an erection and then will their marriage actually be valid? And it becomes a whole thing, Mm -hmm. um, because they're supposed to get married at the gathering when Roger and Bree do, and then they postpone it because of the priest getting arrested. So then the second section of the book is a wedding at their property at river at river run. Yeah. Um, where all of that comes out and he is insecure about it. And this that is a very complex thing. book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's understand a very why like different it. structure than the <laughs> other books. It's yeah. like the first two big major chunks are one very long day where a bunch of things are. There's also a murder mystery. There's like, there's a, a, there's a lot. You told us a little bit that about yeah. this last year. Um, but. so I think this like puts it uh, every single final nail in the coffin of, um, Murta being in the Duncan Innes role. I think it's more likely um, that he will fill the role of a couple of uh, maybe combined a couple of significant characters who happen later in the book once Jamie has sort of formed his militia. Um, But that remains to be seen. Mm. Um, He obviously can't be some of them because he's not a Quaker. Mm -hmm. There's like a really important Quaker in this book. There are a lot of Quakers. We get some very important Quakers in books to come. And Mm. that's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's our in the books. Um, Great. Yep. G- bye. <laughs> <laughs>